Greetings, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe, and much, much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Good evening, All wrestling right. fans, and welcome to the. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's installment of the Wrestle Talk Podcast live here on all forms of social media and WrestleTalkPodcast.com. It is I, Luke Roberts, right here, right now, tonight, coming to you live on the air. Uh, we're going to have a great show here tonight. We've returned from a wonderful trip to the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion. We got a lot of great things to talk about here tonight. If you enjoy the show, make it a point to share us throughout all forms of social media. Also, make it a point to share it to your friends and family and everybody else so we can make sure that everyone gets to enjoy the experience that is the Russell Talk podcast. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as you're well aware, every week we don't go flying this uh, show solo. We always have a colleague, a confidant, a man with the plan, the man with all the knowledge in the 411 in the world of professional wrestling. So, ladies and gentlemen, at this point, let me go ahead and introduce to you my broadcast colleague for this evening, the one, the only, the Night Owl, Renee Martinez. <laughs> Let's go! Que pasa, que pasa, que pasa, loyal members of the WrestleTalk family, episode 413 on deck, baby! Skywalker, we are fresh off the most exciting pro wrestling week of my personal life. Now, you've been around a little bit longer than me. I know you probably had a lot of pro wrestling weeks that were as exciting or close. But, man, I know this one's got to be somewhere near the top of the list, even for you. Well, I got to tell you, Night Out it was a great experience this past week, not only watching on the, on the television and all the things of the like, but also the opportunity to be a part of the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion. Met a lot of great people, did a lot of great things. Aaron, we're going to be talking about that here in just a few minutes. We're going to be talking about our wonderful trip out west. Also, I got to make I got to make references. Renee, you might have a little bit of insight. Our good friend Drew Chandler was already on the program. And I've got to ask you, uh, Chris and I were talking about this in the past episodes. When did you get snow-capped mountains in Kansas? Um, you just turn left on Main Street, go down a, uh, about a quarter mile, turn right, and then right there to your southeast, um, there at SoCat Mountain, Sabika. Come on, man. Act like, come on. You got to know your geography, Roberts. I mean, you know, act like you read a book every once in a while, would you? Oh, you want to you talk about books? We're going to talk about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but I got to tell you guys, the CAC reunion was great. Pro wrestling this week has been great. As the Night Owl has said, there's a lot of great things happening in the world of professional wrestling. And Night Owl, I got to tell you, tonight we're going to have a lot to talk about. Not only do we have the 
Um, high spot segment. We got the shoot and shout. We got the snippets of truth. We got the FWWC. We've got the KWA Heartland champion Paradox joining us later tonight. And you know what else we have here too. And again, thank you, Chris, for bringing that up. Got to give a shout out to Ricky Rodriguez winning the prestigious riot on the river tournament this past weekend. Hopefully we can get some um, commentary uh, throughout our chat this evening regarding uh, SICW's event this past weekend. And also the upcoming event this coming Saturday night at the South Broadway Athletic Club when uh, Benjamin Trust takes on Cayman in a coffin match for the MMWA Heavyweight Championship. There's a lot of great stuff going on. But Nida, I got to tell you, that trip just flat wore me out. It was constantly go, go, go for five whole days. And I got to tell you, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. It was awesome. But you know one thing is tonight we're here live, Russell Talk Podcast. We know what it is. We know what's up. We wanted to make sure we had plenty of information. We had plenty of energy for this great episode. I know last week, I'm going to tell you right now, while the show would have been live last week, we were in the middle of one of the banquets at the CAC. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later, too. We got a lot of great stuff. And I got to tell you, Nida, I know people can't see it on the camera. When we talk CAC, I got a lot of stuff kind of hidden off screen tonight. This is going to be almost like show and tell when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. Well, I'll tell you what, man. It's rare that we don't have two guests for you guys every single week that we do the, the Wrestle Talk podcast. But I think this week it was intentional because we got so much to share. We got some uh, stories to share with you guys. We've got some books that we want to uh, tell you about. And we also have some pictures that I was able to pull up. I have a lot of video that I could have easily shared here with you guys, but I decided to hold off because I'm putting something very, very special together, like a highlight reel of all the video stuff that we did at CAC. I don't know how much of it will make the cut. There was a ton of it. I think I got over an hour and 40 minutes worth of video, and we're going to try to condense that down to about a 10 or 15-minute highlight reel. So the pictures you guys will see are, are probably going to blow your socks off. But when you guys actually get to see the whole recap video, it's really going to take it to a whole new level, Skywalker. I mean, just the, the incredible atmosphere there, which we'll get into here just a matter of moments during high spots. But, man, what a privilege it was. And, and more importantly, what a blessing it was to get back to our families in one piece, bro. Because traveling, you never know what's going to happen, right? Oh, that is true. And like I said, Night Owl, there's a lot of great people that were there. Um I'm going to take a minute here and talk about some of the great people from here in our area. I mean, we had an opportunity. And, again, we're not going to spoil anything. We're whoa, not going to hey, listen. We got we to gotta do the stuff. I know we got to do the stuff, but I'm going okay. to get just a little preview. Okay. SICW, when you have people who've been a part of, I believe it was XWE. If I'm not mistaken, you've been regulars there. We've had people that were from Metro Pro. We had people from all across the country and all across the world. That highlight film, when it when it hits, is gonna be one of the most most watched footage in all of the Russell Talk podcast. And that gets my two thumbs up endorsement. It's gonna be a great uh, a great time. We're gonna talk a little more about this too. We also had the CHWA John Holt Yo. I believe it was eight. This past weekend as well. But Night Owl, we got to talk about the sponsors because if not, we could be just kind of teasing the, the viewers all week long, all month long, all year long about CAC. So let's go ahead and talk about our great sponsors. So we well, can well be before we get to the sponsors, we do have to pay homage like we do every single week here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. And a lot of people have given us crap about the way that we do this. But listen, if you've ever or if you've never tuned into the show and this is the very first thing you watch, we do it for two reasons. A, we love this country. It's a wonderful country that's given us a lot of opportunity. But number two, we don't take ourselves that seriously. 
obviously. And for that reason, during the hotspot segment, we're going to open it up to everybody. If you guys want to come in and join us, all you got to do is send us a DM, uh, whether it be the WrestleTalk social media, mine, uh, Luke Skywalker, Chris Rodell, Sunny Money, uh, Jeremy Carp, any of the guys on the team. If you shoot us a message, we will bring you on the air, join the high spots, and you can talk pro wrestling with your boy Skywalker Luke Roberts, the Night Owl Renee Martinez, because ultimately the WrestleTalk podcast is about the WrestleTalk podcast family. Hashtag Let's Talk Wrestling. And we wouldn't be the WrestleTalk podcast if we didn't allow other voices besides our own to be heard. I'm sure you can agree with that, right, Skywalker? Most definitely. But like I said, let's go ahead and take care of things right here. And we're still waiting for Fergie. Thanks, Drew. <laughs> Thanks for the vote of confidence there. Uh, let's go ahead here real quick and pay homage to the greatest country in the world. We don't need to hear any more about that, Renee. Let's just go ahead and hit that wonderful anthem for to pay homage to the United States of America. Let's do it. <laughs> something night out just like nightmare jones says that brought a tear to my eye it's been a while since i've heard that version of them of our national anthem and i gotta tell you it's brought to us by that uh comedian herself roseanne uh, <laughs> a, a great way to start off the show now night out before we get going i know we've talked about the anthem <laughs> and all that Somebody, somebody screenshot that and send it to Nightmare Jones and see if he'll show up and defend himself. We'd love to have him on the show here tonight. A lot of room on the first hour of the show to talk about anything you guys want to talk about. Again, hit us up. Shoot us a direct message. We will send you a link to the show. You can join us. All we ask is that you turn your phone to landscape mode. That means left to right instead of up and down. That we can get a nice clear picture of you. And then also, I'm only going to say this once today. If you are popping up as Facebook user, that means you are seeing the show on a private page, okay? All you have to do is go up to the description of the video and click the little blue link, and that will allow us to see who you are so we can give you the proper respect and tip our caps to you. Um, because why not, right? Like I said, it's about the WrestleTalk podcast family. With all that said, Skywalker, I think we do have a little bit of business to tend to, so why don't you go ahead and jump on in there? And I do want to say be careful because there have been some updates to the sponsor list, so take your time. Take a deep breath and let's get it. Let's get All it going. Right. Let's go ahead and acknowledge our great sponsors of the Wrestle Talk podcast. You got Royal Mills Transportation. You've got Wrath Bun Engraving, home of those great Wrestle Talk podcast mugs. If you want to purchase one for $20, make it a point to catch up with any member of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Nobleman Barber's Lounge, Kansas City, Missouri. Make sure you check out Pete the Barber, Kincaid Arcade at the Oak Park Mall, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Little Popeye Designs home of that great WrestleTalk podcast, Tumblr, which is also available for purchase, and the world's premier fantasy wrestling group, the FWWC, which you can catch not only here tonight, but you can catch them on Thursday nights at 7.30 right here on all your great social media outlets. And Night Owl, you're talking about those Rathbun engraving mugs, and you've got one right there in front of you. And I got to ask you, 
Last time we checked, it was 17.5% colder beverage. Are our sources correct? Let me do uh, some subject subject matter research real quick, and uh, and I'll let you know. Hold on just a second. All right. Well, well Night Owl is doing, making sure to do research here tonight for the program. It's going to take him a few more moments to get ready to go. Definitely still 17.5% more delicious. And who knows? If we take this back to the lab, it could be more, Skywalker. I got to admit it. It could be more. All right. Well, like I said, you heard it right there from the Night Owl himself. If you want to buy one of those great WrestleTalk podcast mugs, $20. It'll get your name engraved on it. It'll get one of those great graphics. And you know what, Night Owl? We can go ahead here real quick, and they're trying to take care of it, showing you just a, a, another photograph so you can see exactly what you're going to be purchasing. You can also get one of those Russell Talk Podcast tumblers as well. For more information, you can make it a point to find us on Russell Talk Podcast, both through WrestleTalkPodcast.com, and you can also check us out on social media as well. We make sure to get you all that great information. Okay, let me review here. Sponsors, check. Yep. National Anthem, check. Geography lesson about the snow-capped mountains of Topeka, Kansas. <laughs> Who says the Wrestle Talk podcast isn't edu- educationally sound? Who said that? I don't know, but like I said, we got Remy Mix. Remy Ricks is here. Check. Drew Chandler. Is here. Check. Matt Stockdale is here. Check. Aaron Lawrence is here. Check. Uh, William Brumlow is here. Check. We got. I think everybody we've acknowledged. Devin James, I believe, is in the house as well. Yes. I think we've acknowledged everybody who's in the comments. And here's what I'm going to kind of put a little challenge out there. Sit. The idea of where everybody that's on here right now, make it a point to send a message to a friend. And then within the next 15 minutes, I want to see that number double. I want to go from, I think we got like six or seven right now. Chris Rodell's here too. From six, let's go, let's go to an even dozen here in the next 10 minutes or so. And you know what, Night Owl? I forgot something else too before we go into high spots. Ooh, we got? We've got something very special for our listeners here tonight. For those that uh, enjoy pro wrestling like we do. We have a little special prize here this evening. I do believe we have breaking news for this. We do. Hit it! All right, Skywalker, I will take it from here if you don't mind. Ladies and gentlemen, courtesy of one of our wonderful sponsors, the FWWC and our friend Oni. Okay, who is an integral part of the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion? We actually have two front row tickets to KCXW Destiny coming up here in just a matter of a couple of days. Uh, I think no more than a week and a half or so. Guys, typically we give tickets away, they're not front row. Okay, KCXW has not run a show in a little while. This may be their biggest show ever. So if you're anywhere in the Midwest, I promise you it is worth the two, three, or four-hour drive, unless you're here in the local Kansas City area. Obviously, a lot more convenient that way. But, guys, KCXW tickets are absolutely up for grabs today. All we needed to do is something simple. Share the broadcast. Send us a screenshot. Share the broadcast. Send us a screenshot. If you send us a screenshot of you having shared the broadcast, we will choose one of those people randomly to go to the KCXW show and sit ringside where you can see the marksman, Jay Savage, and everybody's favorite right now, El Diablo, in action. A whole lot more superstars will be there as well. Just make sure that you share this broadcast. Send us a screenshot, and we will choose somebody, hopefully before the end of the show, 
that can uh, that can walk away with a tremendous price. Skywalker, what do you think about that? I get to you right now. You can't go wrong with front front row tickets to a wrestling show. And you know what? As soon as you said that, the lumberjacks pop in as well. We got the lumberjacks in the house tonight. We well, got the Hall of Famers are showing up left and right. I mean, let's just be honest here, okay? <laughs> Hey, you know something, Nina? You talk about Hall of Famers, you talk about legends, and we're going to be talking about that. Also, I forgot, I got to make sure we talked about um, <coughs> AJ, little Jamie, in the house. We hadn't seen him yet, but we knew they were always here. Of so course. The Russell Talk podcast each and every week. Now, Nina, I know that they're getting tired of all this extra stuff. I mean, again, they're not tired of free stuff. They're not tired of cool front row tickets to KCXW. But we're here to talk wrestling, right? We got to talk some wrestling. So let's go ahead, turn it over to our good friend DJ Money with tonight's introduction for the High Spot segment. Mic check, mic check. Yeah. All right, all right. Wrestle Talk Podcast. DJ Money. Yeah. Let's go. Welcome to High Spots, where we pop news like Claire Chops. We talk shop, coming through the screens of a laptop. And non-stop, like I'm running streets with a black top. We hit hard, like hair shots and backdrops. Uh, like a spark flash, look like a belly flop. Now that's hard. We up the steam while they stay slow. Wrestle Talk Podcast, now they know. We about to start the show. Uh. All right, Night Owl, I'm going to tell you right now, we've had a great week of pro wrestling. Right now, having an opportunity for those that want to know, we always keep you on top of the wrestling action. Right now on NXT, you have uh, Carmelo Hayes taking on, I believe, Oro Mensa, uh, newcomer to NXT. And right now, they're having a great matchup here on the program. If we hear anything big on NXT tonight, we'll make sure to share that information with you. I got a surprise for you, Skywalker. You got a surprise for me? You know, not all surprises are good surprises, though. That is true. I don't, I don't know how you're going to take this, okay? I know Waddell would love it. I know that Jeremy Carp would love it. I know that Sonny Money Mayo would love it. Me, I'm stuck with the guy pretty much every single month behind the commentator table over at the Kansas Wrestling Alliance for XWE. Believe it or not, he's pulled some uh, strings. He talked to the bosses, the bosses' bosses, guys that I can't even get in the room with. And apparently, because there's a huge event coming up here very, very soon called Haunted Havoc, we are going to have to welcome the one and only, the man who used to drive Pintos and work with flip phones. Now he's got the iPhone 15. Listen, the 14 just came out. This dude is literally rocking the iPhone 15. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of the KWA, a historian, a partner of mine, and maybe someday a friend, the one and only Rusty Rex. Yeah, um, I know that how it goes all the time. Oh, hang on, he's got me on. Never drew I, a dime. I, I, I Not a dime. Not a dime. What's going on? Never drew a dime. Not a dime. <laughs> Night out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike Graham is going crazy right now. I don't know what to say. I didn't have nothing to do with that, Rusty. I'm sorry. Just don't worry about anything you saw there. You caught me off guard here, but I'm glad to be here on the Wrestle Talk podcast once again. Skywalker, what do you think? Rusty Rex, man. Well, I can tell you right now, I don't know what your hangup is with Rusty Rex. I've heard his commentary, and the man is a vocal genius behind the microphone. He knows exactly what's going on. He's repping XWE. He's repping, he's repping KWA. He's also representing Miranda Gordy with that great T-shirt. Make it a fashion statement right there on the program tonight as a part of the Russell Talk podcast. 
you can't go wrong. Exactly. You got you got it just right right there. And I hope to see a, I have to see a comment there by Pinky there, a referee, our elusive referee there in the KWA asking if it was nap time there. You know, Pinky, if you'd stop taking naps during these matches, we might not have so many controversial calls here. <laughs> There Rusty, you go. Rusty, relax, That's okay? Just take it easy, man. That's all I'm doing. Come on, you can't come out here and bash the few supporters we actually have. I mean, come on. And then Nightmare Jones is catching shots earlier on in the show. He decided to You know what it is about Nightmare Jones. You say Nightmare Jones enough times and he just happens to appear. Uh, unfortunately, we're, we're, we're not going to get Nightmare Jones most likely tonight, but we do have... Rusty Rex, Rusty Rex, let me start off with this because you are here to, to handle some business and we'll get to that. But there is a lot going on in the world of professional wrestling. So since you're here, okay, we would like for you to join us in what we call the, uh, the, the Wrestle Talk Podcast High Spot segment. And more or less, we're going to talk the hottest professional wrestling topics today. Are you comfortable with this? Absolutely. Let's go for it. And if you two could stop making out for two seconds and we can actually get on with the show, I would really appreciate it. Oh, come it. on. Leave Luke alone. He's, he's, he's one of the top guys on here. I'm always glad when I got him on here. Renee, I know I always enjoy working with you, too, but Luke adds to this so much and, and, okay. and just brings the show up. You can see the, the likes, the follows just, just go through the roof. You need, to, you need to keep a meter, a gauge, or something there to watch. As these as these as these ratings go up, as these right, so you gotta relax. Okay, you just just take it easy. Okay, let's let's just move on to the first topic. Jesus, with you guys. Okay, first topic of the night, and you are a guest, Rusty, so we'll let you go first. It reads as follows: What does Daniel Cormier being added to the fight pit match at a at Extreme Rules do for you? What are your thoughts? Do you like the fight pit? Do you like the Daniel Cormier thing? Are you liking the mesh of MMA and and professional wrestling? You are what I would call. Um, a uh, a traditionalist in professional wrestling. That is a, that's not a bad thing. But what do you make of this fight pit match and Daniel Cormier being the special guest official? I see no issue with it at all. You know, there's been crossovers for years with with professional boxing coming into professional wrestling, uh, mixed martial arts, and anything like that just adds to it. In fact, mixed martial arts over the years has taken a lot of old traits from professional wrestling. Over the years, you know, they've amped up, you know, with lighting and music and entrances and promos and things like that. So I think it's a good crossover. I think I think anything like that, that we can kind of cross over to that, I think is a big plus. Uh, Skywalker, I got to get your thoughts here, man. I know, again, speaking from a traditional standpoint, that's kind of your energy, too. How do you feel about the fight pit? How do you feel about Daniel Cormier being a part of this thing? Well, I can tell you right now, the fight pit is a great concept. There's been a lot of great matches. I think the last one was Matt Riddle versus Timothy Thatcher. Great matchup, great concept. But the thing to me, and I've heard a lot of people say this on social media. I've heard a lot of people say this throughout print media as well. A lot of people were concerned of Daniel Cormier being brought in. Now, he's an accomplished MMA fighter, uh, I believe uh, multi-defenses of uh, UFC championships. But a lot of people were throwing out the name instead of Daniel Cormier, throwing out Ken Shamrock. And that's one of those where I got to tell you right now, I was thinking maybe a hell in the cell or some kind of some kind of cage match. But the fight pit right now, I really hope it's not marred by the officiating. I think right now as it stands, 
it's going to be, it's kind of like Thunderdome. Two men enter, one man leaves. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be a great match. And I think adding Cormier to the mix is definitely going to bring something we haven't seen from the fight pit. And while we're at it too, hey, Shaft, nice to see you here tonight. Also, we got Jay Hollywood in the house. And you know what? We're going to have to talk to Joe Lance at some point tonight. We're going to have to join us. He knows, he knows what to do if he wants to come on. I know you're moderating the chat. I'm moderating the chat. We bring these people on. Whoever wants to come on. I mean, it's just, you know, it, let's talk wrestling, right? Hashtag, that's what we're all about here. So yeah, I'm going to take a little bit of a different stance, and I know I'm going to get some crap about it, because what do I do that I don't get crap about, especially from the Empire and Rusty? I mean, that's, I mean, that goes without saying. I'm always getting a hard time from you guys. Uh, and then, shout out to you, Jeff, on the mic. I got a new position going, so I'll adjust it as we go along, and hopefully we can get that a little bit under control as far as the, uh, the mic volume there. But uh, let me give you guys my... Um, my thoughts on this. I believe it or not, believe that this is a negative for the sport of professional wrestling. Let me explain to you why. We went from the building being the, the, the sport being super inclusive. A guy like me that's more of a ring announcer, um, slash commentator, slash me, you know, media guy, I would have never got, gotten invited to the Cauliflower Alley Club unless they changed their policy about letting fans in, right? There was for a long time, if you weren't actually in the business, particularly a worker, there's no way you could have got into the CAC because it was a very secluded and private club, okay? Now, I'm correlating this to professional wrestling because back in the day, wrestling was ostracized by every other sport in, in media uh, uh, conglomerate that you can think of. It was looked down upon, it was carny, People didn't respect it. And then guys started breaking that mold from Hogan all the way up to Roman Reigns. People started breaking that mold. Here's what concerns me. These MMA people are making the jump far too easily. Ronda Rousey came in, did an outstanding job. Bad Bunny came on, did an outstanding job. Uh, uh, Pat McAfee came on, did an amazing job. Now, credit to them for taking the time to figure out how to do this properly. But if every MMA guy makes a successful jump into professional wrestling, doesn't that say that wrestling is easy? Doesn't it say that anybody that puts in eight, ten months of work can come in and be thrown into a main event match? I have a serious problem with people thinking that they can just, just because they're a great athlete, that they can come in and do what professional wrestlers do. Because the three of us know the athleticism is only one dimension of what it takes to be a successful professional wrestler. And I've sat next to guys, the Nigel Rabbits of the world, the Luke Roberts of the world, the Rusty Rex of the world, and I've come to find out that's just one of the three pillars that it takes to be a great professional wrestler. If every MMA guy comes in and has a, a, a sliver of success, all of a sudden we're calling them that they're a part of the club now. They're one of us. They're one of the guys. And I'm all for inclusion, but at some point you've got to groom guys from the ground up to be professional wrestlers and stop having these footballers, these MMA guys, these boxing people show up and pretend like they did Greco-Roman wrestling, like Shooter Shylin or the Brock Lesnar's of the world or the Dog Ziggler's of the world. There's definitely a line of separation for me between being a professional wrestling a wrestler and an athlete who became a professional wrestler. So I'm just afraid that the sport will be overrun with people that are that are having more uh, of an MMA influence than what we would look to see as a professional wrestler of the past. I think there needs to be a good mesh of it. Okay, but if every MMA guy comes over and has a little bit of success, are we automatically just going to flood the sport with MMA people? I don't think that's the right way to go. 
So kudos to Cormier. He's a, he's a legend, but to be putting him in, in what could potentially be the best match of the night with Riddle and Rollins, that's going to be fast-paced, hard-hitting, we all know, and this is his very first go at it, I think you're kind of you're depreciating the match by putting someone who, no matter what he's done in another sport, is still a rookie referee. I don't care how you slice it, how many dark matches he's done. He's a rookie ref, and you as a booker, and you as a booker would never put a rookie ref on your on your main event or, or something that is that could be your main event. And those are the thoughts of the night out. What do you got, Skywalker? Well, night out, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to look at it from the other side. There are times when you've got to give a rookie ref his reps, his or her reps. In the main I, event? I got to tell you right now, I think it's one of those where, I mean, again, it's it's kind of a thing, and, and we're not going to know till they go live Saturday. We could have another Brock Lesnar. We could have another Ronda Rousey. And as Drew brings up here on the, on the comment, a Logan Paul or a Pat McAfee or a Bad Bunny, this could either turn into another represent or a reputable uh, event like that or it could turn into another David Arquette. The only way we're going to know is watch Saturday night, watch Extreme Rules. Okay, well, I got a comment popping up here, Rusty. I'd like for you uh, to give me your thoughts on it as I read it off. Um, You may call him boss. To me, he's Ray Leone. It says, Cormier will do his due diligence and, and make sure that he belongs, but it does take away from the match. Rusty Rex, what are your thoughts? Here, here's my thoughts. And I, I've got to actually agree with you on this one, Renee, here, uh, to a point. Now, bringing anybody in from other sports into any type of capacity in professional wrestling, there has to be some type of limits. As you said, you know, for years, professional wrestling was a very closed business. There's a lot of uh, stuff that you've got to earn your spots within professional wrestling. Um, they've legitimately earned their spots when they've worked their way up through the ranks and to have somebody just come in and all of a sudden take a spot from them. I don't think that's right either to a point. Now understand, I, I never liked the WWE's push myself of Ronda Rousey. I, I never cared for that because now you're bringing somebody in where somebody else could have had that spot. Who's really truly has earned that within the professional wrestling business and now you have somebody just crossing over into it. Now, on the same token, you've had for years where you have had Mr. T, where he's come in, you know, and right. worked. You had Muhammad Ali years ago work with Gorilla Monsoon. As a one spot, as an attraction, as something like that, and then put it aside, that's fine. Ken Shamrock, now let's use him as an example. Ken Shamrock does have a very extensive professional wrestling background before he even came to the WWF in 1997, he worked out of South Atlantic down there for Paul Jones. He worked as uh, Vince Torelli, I believe was his name down there. And he worked quite extensively, then actually went into the UFC and mixed martial arts from that point on. So Ken Shamrock actually would get a break on my end from that because he did pay his dues. He started out. Now, as far as some of the others that have kind of crossed over, I, you know, it's I agree on that point, too. There's a, there's a point where. They need to actually kind of earn their spot as they work their way up. And if they do, and if a promoter does use them, use them as an attraction, use them to gain gain a gate or something. But that's it. Let's let's go from there. You've got so many other great talent within professional wrestling that can be in those spots easily. Uh, Skywalker, I'll let you jump back on this, one, man. 
No, no, I, I absolutely love that. Take Skywalker, man. You want to rebuttal there before we move on to the next topic? Because I think we got some good exchange on this one so far. Well, I can tell you right now, again, I'm looking back at some of the comments here. And again, being a moderator for all the great comments that are coming in is really awesome. But when you look at it too, I, I, I want to look at it from another perspective. And I'm going to paraphrase what's in our, in our comment section. Is the idea when you get somebody with a legacy of a Ronda Rousey and you look here and loses multiple times in a row to someone like Liv Morgan, I have to disagree with Drew here on this one. The idea of where Liv Morgan really has done a lot to try to better herself inside the ring. And I think it's going to be a really, I think it's going to be a very underrated match at Extreme Rules. But when it comes down to it, when it when, when wrestling comes in here, I'm just hoping, hoping that the the marquee value of a Daniel Cormier does not draw away from a great matchup between Rollins and, and Riddle this coming Saturday. Mm. Um, let me see here. I could jump into the next topic, okay? But there's something that we forgot to do, and I think it's almost appropriate because of the respect that we all have for the pillars of this sport, the guys who made the sport what it is today. And we're going to continue this conversation and move on to the next topic. But you know what we didn't do? There is a 10-bell salute that we owe to an individual who was not only an MMA shoot fighter, he was a professional wrestler, he was an extraordinary and legendary promoter, he was a multi-time champion, and I believe he was also a congressman. So we may be a little bit late to this. I'm going to ask everybody to respectfully remove their cap, if you guys don't mind. As we ring the 10-bell salute for the recently deceased Antonio Aoki. We'll do the 10 bell, then we'll come back with brief thoughts on Antonio and his passing, and then we'll continue on with the high spot segment. Are you guys okay with that? I totally agree, Renee. And when, you talk about, when you talk about Antonio Inoki, a great professional wrestler, and again, passing, I believe, at the age of 79, um, the only way to be fitting is to uh, extend the 10 bell salute to the great Antonio Inoki. Let's do it. guys well, i appreciate that and uh apologize to those who are expecting that towards the beginning of the show that's usually when we do our 10 bell salutes um rusty uh you more than anybody else has an appreciation for the history of this sport do you care to speak briefly maybe to those who have never heard of antonio Inoki? antonio Inoki is an absolute legend in japan um he goes well beyond professional wrestling i mean he was in movies uh, he was just a just an icon over there. I, I don't know how to really rank him over here. You could come, say kind of maybe like a Hulk Hogan, but I'd I'd more along the lines of maybe like a Rock or something like that. You know, combine them all together, and you still can't really come to really comprehend what an icon Antonio Noki was in the, uh, the in in Japan over there. The founder of New Japan Pro Wrestling over there. Uh, many, many accolades that, that he's done over there. It, it's just, it, it's 
So we even begin to list all of it. Just it would take the take this show and another show to even go through that, that man's accomplishments. I don't think people over here in the, in the United States really realized it until you know you started seeing some stuff in magazines and maybe tape trading and stuff like that. Then you really saw what Antonio Noki was all about, and then over the years we've really seen how big of an icon he really was. Well, Rusty, I'm going to go ahead and jump here real quick with the night owl, making sure he's taking care of all those wonderful uh, scientific experiments here tonight on the program. I got seven words for you. Antonio Inoki, Ric Flair, Pyongyang, North Korea. Over 100-plus thousand fans in an event that nobody expected to ever be able to take place. And Antonio Inoki was able to make it a point to bridge those cultural and political uh, differences to make that event a reality. Now, I got to tell you right now, there are so many things when you talk about Antonio Inoki. I, I saw a picture, and I, and I apologize for not having it for the viewers. It was really an awesome picture. Um, and as we know, uh, I've had a lot of technical issues the last couple of days. But when you have the opportunity to see, uh, I believe it was Antonio Inoki and the late giant Baba together in the ring. Wow. And, and again, thank you for the number, Drew. I knew it was pushing almost 200,000 people when you come in. And, and again, this man has done so much, not only for the professional wrestling world in Japan, the professional wrestling world across the globe. Uh, he's been a diplomat, you name it. Antonio Inoki, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time and a man who will truly be missed in the world of professional wrestling. Absolutely. And all I can say, guys, is being kind of the, the green guy out of the group, I don't know much about Antonio Inoki, but what I do know is the reaction that I have seen from the fans, both nationally and internationally. I mean, for me, it just becomes one of those things that this guy hasn't probably stepped foot in the ring in 20 years, and his name is still synonymous not only with professional wrestling in his own country, but professional wrestling worldwide. And you've got to be somebody for them to let you get in the ring with the greatest of all time. To have shared a ring with a guy like Muhammad Ali, you had to have been somebody. So you know what this means? This means the Night Owls going back into the Amazon, uh, not down in Brazil. I'm talking about the one online. And I'm going to get me an Antonio Noki book. And if I can find one, I'm going to find me an autograph one, and I'm going to do my research, and next time you guys see me, I'm going to be that much more knowledgeable about it. Because I don't want to lie. You guys know I don't ever claim to be a pro wrestling expert. I'm just a fan with an Alice in Wonderland type uh, enthusiasm for learning. That's what CAC was. That's what learning about uh, guys like Antonio Noki is for me. And to be frank with you, it's an adventure every single time I get the opportunity to learn about someone new, somebody of this stature, like Antonio Inoki. So again, let's get, tip our cap to him and uh, keep this thing going. Are you guys cool with that? Hey, Night Owl, before we get too much farther along, I, there's there's one more comment here. I think sure. if we wrap up our, our brief discussion on Antonio Inoki, Billy Simmons really brings it up, a true icon. Couldn't say it better than that. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I've thrown this out too. Legend gets thrown around a lot in professional lot. wrestling. Antonio Inoki was a legend. I mean, an absolute legend in Japan. I mean, he was he was beyond just professional wrestling. I mean, he was he was an icon over there. Well, you're you're absolutely right. And big shout out 
to Billy Simmons. We're going to be talking a little bit more about how, uh, how uh, Haunted Havoc in, in just a, a couple of minutes. Uh, really, we have the KWA Heartland champion. You guys probably saw it here beside me. I'm going to uh, um, see if I can go full here for you guys real quick. You guys see that? Believe it or not, Paradox has never been a guest on the show. So it happens tonight. And guess who's going to be ring announcing that show? I'll be on commentary, stuck with Rusty all freaking night long. But the one and only, I hear, I have it on good authority. He can confirm himself if he'd like to. But I believe that Sonny Money Mayo will be in the house for Haunted Havoc. More information to come on that here shortly, guys. Got to go slow screen so you guys can see the pinup board, man. I, you know, throwback there with the pinup board. <laughs> well, hey, it's one of those we're making sure we have a lot of great representation here on the program tonight. Night Al, I think we got a little bit of time for one more question. We still got some CAC stuff we got to talk about as well. Of course. Let's, let's go ahead and throw one more question up here. Let's go ahead and get things going. I might have to have a little bit of a drum roll here. And let's go. Next question up. Woo. And that is one that I believe that I submitted. Okay, guys. So let me phrase the question fully. Are factions officially back? The question is, and the reason that it is this, is because I've started to notice that from the firm to the Jericho Appreciation Society to the Bloodline to the faction that Bailey and the girls are running, their name escapes me right now. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Control, damage control. Thank you, Skywalker. Do you guys feel that factions are officially back and are they a good or a bad thing for the business? Skywalker, why don't you take this one first? Okay, you ready for this one? I'll be simple. Yes. Yes. I think they're back. And, I, and the reason why, when you look at it, and again, it sounds kind of strange. Maybe it's a little bit of the past generations of Luke Roberts kind of flowing through me tonight. Okay. But when it comes down to it, if you're going for a championship, you want to be at that top level. Sometimes it's good to have friends along for the ride. And right now, as it stands, having these individuals to be able to watch your back and make sure, and, and it's going to sound strange, but to have a fair, a fair chance in some cases is going to be a great thing. I mean, when you look, go back and look at factions like the NWO, you go back and look at factions like the Four Horsemen. You always had to keep the eyes in the back of your head because you didn't know. Prime example was um, with the Horsemen. If you had Ric Flair, you didn't know when Ole Anderson or Arn Anderson or Tully Blanchard or Lex Luger or Barry Windham or on and on and on and on was going to be out there as well. And I think right now, when you're looking at wrestlers right now, I think factions are back, and I think we're going to see a little more of it. Ooh, I love that strong take by you, Skywalker. Um, as a guy who has seen factions maybe not necessarily ever disappear but maybe they had their lull. Rusty, how do you feel about this uh, resurgence of factions uh, within one of the bigger companies in the uh, professional wrestling world and, and beyond? Well, I'll tell you what, and I'll shoot a little bit on this. Uh, I, I I like the idea of factions. I really do. You know, you mentioned the Four Horsemen, um, you know, the NWO. There's been a lot of different factions over the years. My thing, though, with a faction is you've got to have a good balance of a face offense on it you've got to you saw what happened to wcw with the nwo it absolutely got way out of control there should have been a very strong wcw side to compete with the nwo where's your selling point on this where where is the payoff going to be 
You know, there's no, there's no payoff on this. You can't have your faction be totally in control of the whole thing. You've got to have a good balance on the other side and keep it going. You could run that for, for years like that, but you got to have a good balance. That's my thing. And I, I, I'm, I'm good with factions. I'm not too big when they get really big, but I think a good little mix of, you know, maybe four or five, you know, whatever, I think is a good thing. Well, Night Owl, I can tell you right now, I'm going to kind of pop in here real quick. We're talking about factions, and right now they're discussing on NXT, they're talking about the suspension of Gallus, another faction in the world of NXT. And I got to tell you, this is one, you got three guys who definitely are going to be watching each other's back and making sure that they get to the very top in professional wrestling. Talking about factions, we've got them on the TV right now. And also another one you talk about, uh, I believe, I don't know, it's called the Schism or the Dyad or whatever the thing is with Joe Gacy as well. Another one, we're seeing the next generation of factions in, in professional wrestling. Gotcha. And you know what? I want to address something that I've heard two people say now about factions never leaving. Uh, let me, it was a paraphrase question. They've come back to prominence. Okay. Cause there have been factions like three MB. <laughs> like, I mean, no, no one gave a crap. I'm talking about factions that are dominating storyline guys. Come on, read between the lines a little bit. Don't be lazy. If you're watching the wrestle talk podcast most recently. Okay. There's another faction uh, that was super hot in NXT. It was all the rappers with Swerve. And you guys know who I'm talking about, right? Hit Row. Hit Row, right? So they're becoming a more prominent part of the storyline. And that's what I'm talking about. Of course, there's always been factions. They'll always be around. But it's been more of a, a singled out type of uh, championship atmosphere. And right now, just looking at the bloodline alone is probably the prime example what they've done is good for business. And that's ultimately what I'm asking. So I'll throw this back to you guys. Not only do you, not only is the question uh, revolving around the fact whether you enjoy it or not. Okay. I'm going to kind of swerve the question a little bit on you guys and ask this. Okay. Is it good for business? Forget about whether you enjoy it or not. Is it good for business? Rusty, you take that first. Absolutely. There's all kinds of angles you could lead into this. You could have mixtures of matches with different parts of the faction. But again, I've got to stress, you watched what happened to WCW. You can't let it get out of control. you got to have a balance in there. I noticed Drew mentioned, like on there, just you know, Degeneration X, Evolution. You know, some of those that have actually been in the main event picture where you could actually have combination of matches. I think it's a good thing for business as long as there's control on it. You can't let you can't conceivably let them just run run the whole company run roughshod. I mean, what's the point of even kayfabe? What's the point of even working in a company? You know, if you really want to, you know, you have a faction like that. What's the point of wrestlers coming in and working for your promotion? You know, you're trying to sell this to the audience, and that's what they're thinking in the back of their mind. It's like, well, if this whole faction is running this whole place, why would anybody even work in this promotion? You know, it's little questions like that that come into your mind as you watch professional wrestling. And those are the things that you got to kind of watch when you actually book stuff like that. Skywalker. I got to tell you right now, I think it's a good thing for business. And I'm going to tell you right now, uh, it, was, it was another question. And, and like I said, we might get to it later on in the program, but to me, there's one man right now that's going to benefit from this kind of faction warfare in the WWE right now. And the name's going to surprise you. Sammy Zane. I think it's one of those things. Sami Zayn has taken the opportunity to be 
in my opinion, not just the best entertainer, but I would say he is the complete package in the WWE right now. He can go out there. He can talk on a microphone. He can go out there and wrestle. He can go out and manage and be in the corner of people like Solo Sokoa. He's checking all the boxes with me. And I think right now, even though there are factions and we do get overload sometimes, I'm not going to lie about it. But when it comes down to it, sometimes factions will benefit many parties involved. I mean, Roman Reigns is already there. The Usos are already there. The bloodline as a faction is going to give an opportunity for people like Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa to go as far as they want to go in the wrestling industry. And I got to tell you, as Shane Helm said, the best performer in pro wrestling right now, I got to say, not only because of his ability, but because of his attitude. I think right now Sami Zayn has got to be right up there at the top. Well, that, you know that that's great that you brought that up because it does lead into our next question. And Rusty, by the way, I know I was giving you a hard time when you first joined us. Uh, thank you for being here. You've been a great contributor. I just wish we could get along this well during the broadcast. I mean, seriously, if it wasn't for the Empire, I think you and me would be exchanging recipes and drinking well, coffee I, again. I, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. That way, and we can actually maybe actually have a cooking segment on one of those XWE shows rather than always hitting the concession stand. Yeah, exactly. You've always got your site full of nachos. I mean, come on. Everybody, they're, they're everybody, good. I can't deny it. They are pretty good. So here is the question that I think Skywalker was kind of dancing around. In a recent interview, Shane Helms, who I believe happens to be training uh, another guy who's going to be appearing in on professional wrestling television uh, here coming up very soon. You guys can do your own research on that. Shane Helms stated that Sami Zayn is the best performer in pro wrestling today. That's a mouthful. Rusty Rex, do you agree or disagree? Who is the best performer in the sport right now? Oh, it's, uh, that's kind of a tough question. I might pass that around to you guys and hear some of your opinions where I might jump in on some of that there. I'll, I'll kind of, kind I kind of got a few ideas, but I'd like to hear you guys' first on this one. Skywalker, your question. Why don't you go first? Sammy Zane. Sammy Zane. I think you already answered <laughs> MJF. Sammy Zane. Sammy Zane. Sammy Zane. FTR. Sammy Zane. Sammy Zayn. Okay. And we've got some opinions coming in right now. MJF uh, says Sunny Money Mayo. Going to have a hard time disagreeing with that. I'm, I'm going to go with the obvious answer. The obvious answer is what it's been for the last two and a half years, ladies and gentlemen. The best performer in the sport today. A guy that you're going to tune into Raw if you know he's going to be on. You're going to tune into SmackDown if you know he's going to be on. And it's the one and only, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. With Paul, without Paul, he can wrestle, he can talk, he has the best entrance in the sport, he has the best matches right now, the highest stake matches, he's got all the main events, he's selling the most merch, he's, he's, he's been able to capture the uncapturable by breaking record after record in the sport, both from an attendance standpoint, championship reign standpoint, I mean... When they're all said and done, we could be talking about the best faction in professional wrestling. When on the other side of the road, AEW's factions are causing them to implode from the inside out. And that's something we didn't talk about. We talked about how beneficial factions can be for you. But I think Rusty was on point when he said, just look at the NWO. When you let the inmates run the asylum, it's a matter of time before it crumbles from the inside out. And is that not exactly what happened during the CM Punk deal? Is that not exactly what happened? The faction stuff got to him, and he didn't figure that he could go any other way than to blasting them in public. Then public, that's exactly what happened. So, as far as I'm concerned, best performer in the business today, the guy that's actually selling tickets, and I love Zami Zayn Skywalker. I'm not disagreeing with you about how great he is, but if he's not on a particular card or on a particular pay per view, are you going to be disappointed? 
Not really. He says he'll be there Monday. He'll be there. No. But if Roman's not on the card, you're like, what the hell? Why is this pay-per-view even worth watching? If Roman isn't there, okay, a guy, a friend of mine, told me, he said, Renee, if you ever start a promotion, find you one guy, one guy who will do your promos, who will take the pictures, who will get them out of their seats, who will put them in their seats. you got to find that one guy, and that guy, without question, like my buddy Drew says, is the one and only Roman Reigns. Sorry if you disagree. There's well, only one right answer. Nidal, I want to I I look at this from a different perspective here a minute. And again, I, I, I'm going to keep saying Sami Zayn all day. But I want to look at this from the idea you talk about AEW and MJF. The idea of wrestle. Skywalker well, doesn't wrestle. Here, all right, all right. MJF, when he gets inside the squared circle, can mm. do it all. Mm. He has a gift of gab, and I'm going to tell you right now, I think on a microphone, this may get me some flack, but I really don't care at this point. Uh-huh. I think MJF's better on a microphone than Roman Reigns. I think he's better oh, on yeah. his birthday yeah. than Roman Reigns is on, on his best day. What about in the ring? In the ring, I'm probably going to go with Roman. Okay. I think right now, if you're going to compare the two, you're about to get the iron sheet. Compare the two, you almost have to look at it where if MJF had the WWE behind it, I think you'd almost want to put Roman Reigns and MJF side by side. Rusty, uh, let me let me jump in. I know a couple of names were brought up here: Roman Reigns and MJF. Roman Reigns is a tremendous wrestler, tremendous athlete. My personal opinion, I, I I never cared for him much when they pushed him as a face. He just didn't have that charisma to be pushed at anywhere in that, that vicinity like that. He works so much better as a heel wrestler. Now, MJF. Now, there's a guy, and I Luke, you mentioned him. Sonny, I seen he, he mentioned him as well. MJF. Now, I like this guy. I like his charisma. I like, I've, I've seen him at autograph sessions where the fans, Give Rusty a moment. He got his uh, his connection sorted out here. Oh, I'd love to hear the end of it. So we'll, we'll let Rusty get his connection sorted out. He'll be back in just a matter of moments. Uh, but Skywalker, man, I know, and you can just see it in the chat room. You got P saying people, yay, Night Owl. You got people saying, boo, Night Owl. Yay, Skywalker. Boo, Skywalker. It, this is such an interesting conversation because guess what, guys? I know we may not realize or think about this, but the sport is so subjective. Even when you're talking about who's at the very top, it's debatable because it's just about what you are looking at the most. Some people are looking at microphone ability. That's number one for them. Other guys are seeing what what can they do in the ring. Other people are saying, well, how many butts are putting in the seat? You know, it's really a subjective thing. And that's why it makes this sport, like many other sports, so damn interesting because there are a thousand ways to skin a cat, Skywalker. And, And again, that's what makes it so beautiful. We well, you know one other thing too, Night Owl, and I want to go back and kind of talk about the Wrestle Talk podcast here for a minute. It's the idea of we've taken the time in past episodes to go back and put the questions like this out there. Who is the greatest on the microphone? Who is the greatest women's wrestler? Who is the greatest tag team? We there, There's so many different avenues to go with these questions. And again, we've had some others too. Kevin Owens is there. And this is kind of strange to say too. This means you're leaving wrestlers like AJ Styles. Off. You're leaving AJ Styles off the list. You're leaving wrestlers uh, like Seth Rollins. You're leaving Bianca Belair. Yeah, true. I mean, there's so many wrestlers. She's in my. She would be in my top five. 
If you're talking about who's doing it better than anybody else right now, guy or girl, Bianca's in my top five. The reaction she gets, the merch she sells, her ability on the microphone, how she can how she can weave herself into a story and make it make sense. Bianca has to be considered, in my opinion. And, you know, there's a couple wrestlers. Like I said, we really haven't seen a lot. I'm talking about women's wrestlers. You haven't seen a lot from Bailey. Nope. You haven't seen a lot. You haven't seen a lot. From Charlotte Flair or Becky, uh, and I mean that's just that's just the WWE roster. There are a lot of great wrestlers, and one that I think has been has been moved forward fairly well has been Jade Cargill. Ooh, that's another good one. I like that Skywalker. It's one of those where when you sit there and look at, it, I think she's now pushing something like forty or forty-five and zero, and they're not overinflating the numbers like some people always said about Goldberg. She's going out there. She's getting better each and every time in the ring. But the one thing is this. You've got Jade Cargill, but you got Tony Storm. It's just barely above her. Tony's we can see that match there as well. And, of course, you can't leave out Britt Baker either. Yeah, Britt. Well, and listen, and I, t- I like Tony Storm for a lot of reasons, but it really it's Britt and everybody else, right? I, I, I could see that. I mean, there's a lot. And, I mean, again, you still look at wrestlers like Thunder Rosa. You look at wrestlers awesome. like Ruby Soho. Uh, I mean, you could go on and on and on. And, again, if you think about come back whenever she returns from injury, you've got wrestlers like uh, Chris Statlander, one that I think is going to make a lot of noise in the next few months, not that she hasn't already, Anna Jay. There's a lot of wrestlers that are going to make a lot of impact. Uh, another one, too, Drew brings up Jamie Hayter. Uh, another one, great wrestler. There are so many great wrestlers in the world of professional wrestling. You could have this discussion all day long, seven days a week, 365 days a year, and you're going to get lots of different comments. And I want to say one last thing before we move on. Thank you to the viewers. You've been bringing a lot of great information here. And again, Billy Simmons bringing up here. Sammy's or Shane's good, but he's not a top guy. My view is give him time. That's all give I got to say on that. Now, you know, Night Owl, we got a lot coming here. We got snippets of truth. Right. And we're also trying to get Rusty back. We're also I, trying to get Rusty back because he had a bit of business that he wanted to handle before he got out of here. We got shoot and shot. We'll see if we can get to that. But Rusty, if you can hear me, bro, you're with us. Just turn your camera on. We'll bring you back on. I know there's a couple of bits of news that you wanted to get out. So as soon as you get that together, we'll go ahead and bring you back on, brother. Don't don't go away for good. And just work on your connectivity. Once you get that sorted out, let me know. Shoot us a message, whatever you need to do. We'll bring you on because you were here. Yeah, you did a great job for us. And so we're going to bring you back to do what you need to do as far as getting the word out there about some of the stuff that you've got coming up. So, Rusty, we see that you're in. Just turn your camera on. And, uh, well, and listen, Billy, I get it. You're the boss. You run things. Oh, there he is. There he is. Somebody yeah. finally paid their bill. Rusty's back. Okay. Well, listen. With all that empire money you're getting, with all <laughs> with all that empire money you're getting, you figured you would have upgraded to high speed internet by now. But I mean, I guess uh, things one thing at a time, right? First the Lexus, then the iPhone 15, and then eventually you'll upgrade your internet. I'm guessing this is just a doorstop now. Oh my god! <laughs> all right. Well, Rusty, we're gonna let you have the stage, man. I know there's a little bit of news you wanted to get out to the uh, members of the Wrestle Talk family. Why don't you take it away? Coming up October 22nd, Saturday night, it's XWE Haunted Havoc live in Salina, Kansas at the Salina Fieldhouse. It is going to be a tremendous, tremendous card. You've seen recently where I finally caught up with Mr. Curtis. I didn't get much of an answer out of him. I'm going to try and catch up with him again, hopefully either the end of this week or maybe beginning into this weekend or something. I'm going to try and get the scoop on what is going on at XWE for Haunted Havoc. 
We've heard some some rumbling, some rumors that have been going on, and some matches. But I'm going to get to the bottom of exactly what's going to be happening at Haunted Havoc, and that'll be October 22nd in Salina, Kansas. You can get your tickets online at xwrestling.ticketleap.com. And then coming up to close out 2022, a phenomenal 2022 in the Kansas Wrestling Alliance, we have Wrestle Brawl 2 in Hutchinson, Kansas. And fans, I'm telling you right now, this is a big mixture of old school and new. Comes together, all the promotions within the KWA all work together, and you're going to be hearing a lot of good matches and a lot of big names that are going to be announced for that event right there in Hutchinson, Kansas. And that will be December 3rd. Mark your calendars, December 3rd, Hutchinson, Kansas at Memorial Hall, the historic Memorial Hall. They've hosted wrestling there since 1915. Names like Andre the Giant, Bruiser Brody, Ric Flair, they've all graced those hallowed halls. And one legend that has graced those halls there is the hangman Bobby Jaggers. And we honor him that night in the second annual Hangman Bobby Jaggers over the top rope Memorial Battle Royal. It'll be a happening there for the KWA. What what events we got going on there? I mean, it's we we got some big things happening right now. No, we absolutely do. And Skywalker, I gotta give you a thumbs up. You finally got yourself centered. You look beautiful, you look great, clean shaven. You are the man. But Perfect. Now, now that I got there that out go. of the way, Rusty, I am excited for what the Kansas Wrestling Alliance is doing throughout the remainder of the year. Let me also mention that the Empire and yours truly has, uh, we've been at each other's throat for almost a year now. And to this point, Rusty, you've done nothing but take their side. But that's not going to stop me. I think you guys are trying to discourage me from being there to do my job. Yolencia, Paz, Dick Richards, the whole gang seems to have an issue with the night out. But you know what? KWA faithful, XWE faithful, the night I will be there, like always, with integrity and pride to call it down the line the way that I'm paid to do by uh, um, by Billy Simmons and, and by the board of directors over at, X, uh, at XWE. So no matter what you guys have to say about it, Rusty, there's going to be an outstanding show. And not to mention that at Haunted Havoc, we've got four effing cage matches on one show. Okay, the woman's uh, belt is on the line. The tag belts are on the line. The XWE championship is on the line. I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than this. This might just be our biggest show of the year, if not rusty, maybe our biggest show ever. I mean, I am hyped for the 22nd, man. The fans better get their tickets now. Grab your front seat and grab your front row tickets if you haven't already. And by the way, we're giving some front row tickets away here on the Wrestle Talk podcast tonight. Remember to share the broadcast. Take a screenshot, send it to us. One of you will be walking away with two front row tickets to XWE. Rusty, outstanding job, sir. That's all I can say. Outstanding freaking job for bringing that information to the members of the Rest of Talk family. Any final thoughts before you get out of here? Uh, sounds like Rusty. Final thoughts? I think I'm back. You're back. Final thoughts. I think somebody, somebody's over there hitting the sensor button or something. It's I think that's what's actually going on. I think, Renee, you got a button under that desk you're pushing there? There is no button. What are you talking I about? Know. I don't even have a desk. Are you kidding me right now? See, I've got the support uh, of, under, of the under, members of the WrestleTalk family. Thank you very much. Under, but behind that movie marquee you got behind you there, I think, didn't you get that out of the Starlight Theater right behind you there that has your, your WrestleTalk uh, ads on there? 
What are you talking about, bro? That, that, that was in downtown Kansas City at the old Starlight Theater there. I didn't Rusty, you and I both know they kicked you out of the Starlight Theater years ago. You haven't been there for years, man. Stop making stuff up, Rusty. No one's buying it. See? Of but, course. There you go. Even the boss knows that you're going to side with the Empire. That said, Rusty Rex, nothing but love and respect on behalf of some people. Definitely not me, but some people towards you. Thank you for doing what you can. Uh, you know what? I can't even do this. Bye, Rusty. Bye. He's gone. Oh, thank gosh. You know what? I got to deal with this guy every month at XWE. Then he comes over, commandeers the show, does a pretty good job for the most part. But then once we get back to talking KWA stuff in the Empire, he just goes down that line again, Skywalker. Why does he feel obligated to do this? He's being an objective broadcast journalist. Uh, okay, of course. Of course. Yeah, you, you always have been a member of the dark side. We we all know who you're a fan of, okay? Okay, well, we all know. You know something, Night Owl? There's a lot of great stuff. We talked with Rock, Rusty Rex about things going on in the world of professional wrestling. And, you know, we still got plenty more still to come. We've got the snippets of truth. We've got our great friends over at the FWWC. We've got Paradox. And, you know, tonight's episode may very well be one of the longer episodes. We've also got CAC to talk about later on tonight, Ooh, too. I am excited. We're, we're setting the bar that much higher each and every time. And, and – um yeah i i i think that um okay good i didn't i, I didn't know if you were going to put that other one up there. <laughs> oh well, there you go i want to address something here. Really. go ahead go ahead and, and By what's snippets of truth snippets of truth coming up in just a matter of moments big daddy p is in the green room we had a, a an, an overabundance of prayer requests today so we're definitely going to be hitting on those we'll come back with fwwc and then we'll continue the conversation and then we'll close it out with paradox baby the kwa heartland champion but go ahead skywalker all right i want to go ahead real quick here and surprisingly enough i want to bring up Susie hoss's comment for once Susie hoss has kind of got me fired up tonight uh-oh uh-oh now being an objective broadcast journalist of many, many years like myself. <laughs> I got to tell you right now, what the snitch did to my broadcast colleague, Chris Rodell, at Riot on the River, I can't stand for it. He went out there and he expected Chris Rodell, he expected Jeremy Carp the maestro, to work into his plans for winning the Riot on the River Championship. And one thing is I know, I've known Chris for many, many years. I've known Jeremy Carp for many, many years. Both of these men, and and, and I know you can agree with me on this, both of these men stand for integrity, honesty, and respect of the world of professional wrestling. Who, Jeremy Carp? Are we talking about the same Jeremy? Are you kidding me right now? No way. I'm not nah, I'm not with you on this one, Skywalker. You're all the way on Solo Street when it comes to the integrity of those guys. Well, when you look at it right now, what happened at Riot on the River? And if you weren't there, I'm going to tell you right now. Chris Rodell stood up for himself. Chris Rodell made sure that he took care of what was right in the world of professional wrestling. And I'm going to tell you right now, I got to give my shout out, even though I wasn't in attendance. I want to give my shout out right now to both of my broadcast colleagues for continuing that fine broadcasting tradition and a tradition of excellence at Dynamo Pro Wrestling this past weekend at Riot on the River. Well, guess what? 
I, I have to agree with you to a certain extent. And by the way, I didn't mean to lump Rodell into my little tirade just a second ago. But Skywalker, you're right. Enough of these empire goons, these snitches of the world, the Jeremy Wyatts of the world, the 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 who else? Who the Calvin Aldridge's of the world. These people are just mean and they're disrespectful. And to be honest with you, the support staff, the commentators, the ring announcers, we bear the brunt of these bullies. Okay. The security people, the backstage interviewers. That's why I'm so disappointed in Rusty because he's starting to side with the bullies. Okay. So just remember, guys, you can't cover the sun with a finger. Even if you can't just temporarily hold it up like that, you're like, oh, I blocked the sun. No, the truth is always going to come out at the end of the day. So, Skywalker, to a certain extent, I got to give you kudos because. The support staff should be respected, and that includes referees, ring announcers, and everybody else that's involved. Dang right. Thank you, Night Owl, for that. You know what? Now that I've gotten off my soapbox here for a minute, I think it's time. I think he's in the house. I think it's time. Let's go ahead, and and if you go ahead and hit that music for the one, the only, the voice of reason, the man who brings us the snippets of truth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast, the one, the only, Big Daddy. What's up, guys? Big Daddy P. Bro, I know how to get Big Daddy P fired up. You don't believe me? Big Daddy P, I'm going to put up a comment right now, and I'm just going to let you go, okay? Because I know how you are, and and we got some prayer requests. I know we we did good this week, man. God has been good. But here's here's the comment, and I already know how this is going to go. Big Daddy P, can you educate these fools around here, please, because this comment, as far as I'm concerned, is ridiculous. That's right. We just had a bunch of shenanigans and nonsense happen on the show. We talked a lot of trash. We promoted a lot of wrestling. We did our thing. But now we pray? Why is that appropriate? Big Daddy P, educate these fools. When we do bad, when we're not in line, when we're doing things a little bit out of pocket, are we supposed to recede into the darkness? Or are we supposed to go towards the light, Big Daddy P? Because I've always learned that the man upstairs, Jesus, the one and only, he came down looking for sinners, for troublemakers, for whores, for thieves, for tax collectors, right? He's not worried about the people who already think they're perfect. So after all the nonsense, what do we do, Big Daddy P? What do we do? We pray. Educate these fools. Drop it on them. First of all, there's never a wrong time to pray. He's the one who wrote the words, come to me, who were weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's a promise. There is always time to pray. The problem is today, we think we can solve all our own problems, and well, we don't need God. But the fact is, as long as I'm alive, there's going to be one person who needs them. And if anybody else who is around me, and to correct you, not only when people call him the man upstairs, He's in us, God with us, Emmanuel. That's what that means. So like we happen to think there's a place that he can go, 
that we can't. And the fact remains, he's everywhere. So he don't miss nothing. We're the ones who miss it. But right now we have an opportunity, bro. And we were talking on the phone earlier about how important this prayer segment is. Even if, if we have no prayer request, none, and I just come by to say hello and drop the truth, that's okay. But we've got three prayer requests today. That's right, baby. Keep them coming, y'all. Keep them coming. Throw it out here. I know there's been a couple others here. We just have one message uh, again. Drew's been giving us a little bit of grief, but he's got that there. He's John awesome. Moss adding one. I got to tell you right now, Luke Roberts has got one to add here tonight. Five. We got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm gonna throw mine out there first. And Renee, you had an opportunity to meet him at CAC. Sheldon Goldberg. Uh, friend of the show, been on the program before, suffering some health issues right after the conclusion of CAC. Uh, I want to say get well soon, Sheldon. It's going to be great to see you at the CAC, and it's going to be great to see you again in the future. Uh, we know we've got, uh, let's see here, kind of going back, uh, we got Drew having an unspoken. Uh, our good buddy, Hardcore Hoss, bringing something else as well up here. And I'll go ahead and read that. It says, please add a family friend, Paula, to the list. Uh, she has Bell's palsy and froze the right side of her face. And that sounds like that's pretty fresh too. So Big Daddy P, we know we're going to get to business here in just a matter of moments. Um, and when we get into the snippets of truth and of course the prayer segment of, of uh, or the prayer portion of the segment. But I have to ask you this question. So the world of professional wrestling continues to evolve. It almost seems like every three to six months you can look back at it and it's changed tremendously. It's been about two months now since the beginning of the Triple H era. What are the thoughts of Big Daddy P? Love it. Yeah? Yeah, love what, it. What yeah. do you love the I, most? What what has stuck out to you? If I love anything. the direction they're going with Seth Rollins. Um, I think Riddle... This this whole thing is kind of upside down. I, I I have a feeling something broke and they tried to fix it and now they're stuck and that's why they're sending Rollins all over the place doing all this stuff. Um, the bloodline stuff is untouchable, man. It, Agreed. And 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 they they still have more in that family that hasn't even come come up yet. So yep. uh, this is just the beginning for them. But overall, man, again, the production's good. I did like how they messed up the introduction for uh, um, the new girl that came in last night. Uh, Cancel Ray? They used Dakota Kai's name over her. Yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah, they got it. Good. So, I mean, that was a fake. Listen, I've done that personally because we we actually run for our church. We also run the multimedia, too, and, and... you know, sometimes things pop up and you don't mean, and you just go, whoops. And wait, I think we have a drop for that. Let's hear it. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear that. It's the Homer Simpson dope. No, no. there it is. Oh, there it is. That's it. Uh, Renee, better late than never, y'all. Better late than never. I'm going to throw this out here. What? I think we need a dough for the dough. Four doughs? No, I think we need the dough for the dough. For no. the dough for the no. dough? There you go. Four dough. There you go, four dollars. (laughs) I love it, Skywalker, man. I love it. Well, Big Daddy P, we all know why you're here, man. There's some business to be taken care of, so we'll go ahead and leave you the stage. I know the prayer requests have all been sent into your your inbox. Why don't you go ahead and take it from here, bud? All right. Father God, we thank you so much for this evening. 
We thank you for this opportunity to come before you with these requests. Father, we start with William Bromlow, who has asked for prayers for the community that they're in. They lost uh, a fellow officer, Father, and we just ask that you would continue to uh, watch over his family. We know that he is free now and clear, and he is with you, but his family is left behind. And so, Father, we just want to pray uh, for the family and that community, as well as, Father, for uh, one of William's close friends and, and brothers. Uh, a few days ago, they found out that he passed away and mental issues. And, Father, we just pray for peace and comfort for this family. We know that you've got an absolutely perfect plan for each and every person who's involved in these prayer requests. And although we might not understand what your will is, Father, we just come and ask you to take care of these situations. We also pray, Father, a request for Aaron Wallace about his father, uh, his father-in-law's dog, Harley, who passed away. Um, also, um, their mother and father-in-law uh, who lost their house. Father, we know that there are so many things going on all across this country where uh, people are, are struggling financially, mentally, physically even spiritually. We just pray, Father, that you would strengthen them, that you would continue to heal their minds. Father, we also have a prayer request for Renee's grandmother. And Father, uh, you know the situation there even before we do. But Father, we pray that you would bring peace and comfort to this family in regards to this situation. Father, we also pray for Sheldon and his medical issues, that you would please, Father, that you would continue to, to heal and bring full restoration back. And also for Paula, who is struggling with Bell's palsy. Father, you know all these requests. You know all the details. All we can do is come to you with them and just ask, Father, that you would continue to hear our prayers, that you would continue to heal this land, that you would continue to use us as vessels of grace towards those who might not know you. Father, we do this because we know that I know that you're not only listening, but that you're answering the prayers already as we speak. You were moving before we even asked. But Father, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for Wrestle Talk. I pray that you continue to expand this wonderful podcast, that you continue to uh, provide such a, a wonderful form of, of entertainment, Father. And we know that this business that we're in, the wrestling business, is ever changing. And Father, we just thank you. We want to pray for each and every member of AEW, each and every member of ROH, every member of WWE, all the promotions, Father, that are out there right now working across this country. Father, we thank you for the upcoming show in Tallahoma with Enzo Amore. We just ask that you give him journey mercies as he travels and thank you for his willingness to do the free meet and greet. It's such a blessing to have men who understand their purpose of why they're doing what they're doing, not just for the money, but actually for the fans and for the people. So we thank you for all that you continue to do, and we love you. Father, thank you for continuing to heal me. I ask that you continue to strengthen my leg. You know all the things that have gone on, things that we haven't talked about publicly, which I will after this prayer, because, Father, they need to know that their prayers are just important to me as their prayers are to, to you. And, Father, we just thank you for all that you continue to do. And we love you. And we ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. 
Uh oh, I don't hear you. Big Daddy, Big Daddy P, thank you so much for speaking from the heart on behalf of the members of the WrestleTalk family. Any final thoughts that you'd like to share with the members here before we uh, close this out? Yeah, matter of fact, please pray for me. I uh, I fell last week. I was walking. Um, the left leg is still really numb. I'm in physical therapy. And, and I mean, man, I used to be able to leg press 225 pounds. For me, after surgery to go and not even be able with that left leg to lift like 20 pounds, it just was devastating mentally. But each week we've tried. Now I'm up to 75 on the left leg. So it is getting stronger, but I turned to the left and and bit it. And I'm really good at falling on concrete now, man. <laughs> Learn how to take that bump, Big Daddy P. Right? <laughs> you know, I, I mastered that one. And, of course, people don't understand. I've got titanium in me, so I'm not worried about my back anymore. I just want to get that left leg. So if in your prayer time uh, you could uh, bring my left leg to heaven, I'd very much appreciate it. And just – Listen, don't get discouraged, guys. We've got an election coming up. We've got a lot of things going on. I, 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 the final message I have today, if I don't wake up tomorrow morning, Lord knows, follow what I'm about to say. Pay attention to the things that have eternal value, not things that are temporary. <clears throat> that includes money. That includes your business, your work. Focus on your family. Focus on your relationship with the Lord and keep that prayer line. Always, He's always listening. He's always ready to hear you. So just because we represent on this day at this time doesn't mean that we that that we stop because I don't. If you ever look at my Facebook, uh, every day I have prayer requests. They come in all the time. So, and I'm not the only one that can do that. So thank you, Renee, for continuing to pray. Thank you, Luke. Thank you all you guys for what you continue to do to help make, um, this, this life of mine so enjoyable because it really makes my Tuesday night. It almost messes with my NXT schedule. And when Stax is coming on, cause I know he was about to come <laughs> up, but I record it just in case. But go Stacks. He had his own promo again. I was so excited. I love to see that. Ladies and gentlemen, the official chaplain of the Wrestle Talk podcast, the one and only Perry Hartman. Make some noise. Love you guys. Peace. Appreciate you. Wow, the crowd goes wild, Skywalker. And uh, thanks a lot, Hoss, as if I didn't uh, already need enough to – uh, as, as if I already didn't have enough reasons to um, uh, to to question myself and and to be self-conscious, there's hardcore hoss to add another layer to my lack of self-confidence. I really appreciate you, bud. But you know what? I'm I'm still not as bad as the people who refuse to hit the blue uh, um, <laughs> the blue comment in the video right above in the description, so we can actually see who you are. But I love you too, whoever you are, Facebook user. Well, night. I'm gonna tell you right now, for the first time in a long time. Night owl, one forget to turn off the turn on the microphone. Yeah, but mine lasted. It lasted one word. It lasted one word. Unlike you giving a seventy minute discourse and the, with the I'm just kidding. I that was me. My bad. Hey, and that's why we got this comment. Hey, I got you. I got you. But like I said, you know what? We're I gonna suck. Have, we're gonna have paradox here in just a couple minutes. But I think we still got one more little. Bit oh, of we do. Hold on, we, hold on. And I'm just gonna remind people. 
If you don't think the interview with Paradox is going to be great, we also have a little bit of special information during our kind of an overtime here tonight talking CAC. We got plenty more Russell Talk podcast still to come. But Night Owl, it's time. It's FWWC time. That's right. This is the moment a lot of you have been waiting for. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We weren't here last week. We're at CAC. I got a lot of complaints in my inbox. Night out. What's going on? How come the FWWC wasn't there? We missed it. We missed it. We missed it. What needs to happen for us to make sure that we have enough WWC segment? I said, hey, don't worry about it. And by the way, I know those of you that are waiting for Paradox are very anxious. He will be joining us about 5 after 8.30. So 8.35-ish. Paradox will be here. We'll give him his full time. We absolutely promise it's going to be a wonderful interview. But we do have one last bit of business to get to. And I can't do it alone because I have a partner in this. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, one member of the board of directors who can be seen and always heard, the originator, the creator, the head administrator, the one and only CEO DeWan Mills. Greetings and salutations. Can you hear me? Can you see me? Yes, sir. You look great, man. Hey, 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 Luke Roberts, are you okay, man? I got a random message from you last night that said <laughs> you got <laughs> Hey, Luke, I don't know what these people are doing on Facebook, but protect it. There's a what's that old school hip-hop song, Renee? Protect your neck. Protect your neck, man. They, all, protect your neck. That's right. they <laughs> almost got me. They almost got me, Luke. They almost got me. Again, that's one of those things we're making sure we take care of things here on the Russell Talk Podcast. And again, you know that I make sure I take care of everything. And within minutes, I've got to thank the great people of technical support. Because without <laughs> those people, we would have had a lot more problems. But again, the great folks of Facebook have already been taking care of that. And hopefully we'll get that, that uh, issue addressed very soon. But you hey, know, Lucha said he saw that message too. And everybody, 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 everybody saw that message. Now, hey, wait, now y'all know why today's episode is called Hacked. Right. And Dewan, <laughs> great. That's great timing, bro, by you bringing that up. Right, congratulations. I got the brain for it, man. I got the brain for it, man. You know something, Night Owl? Yeah. Gotta, I got to tell you, I've been watching things with the FWWC and us of late. And I'm going to tell you right now, the FWWC has been firing all cylinders. And I got to tell you, this last few days has been monumental for the FWWC. And I know they're going to deliver again this week. Well, there's no doubt about it, and that's exactly why the CEO is here. We actually have a couple of guests that are going to be joining us. Skywalker, if you can, I'd like for you to hang out because we're going to need some moderation. Okay, we actually have the two men that are going to be joining us for the main event of FWWC Extreme Rules in just a couple of minutes. And again, guys, your KWA Heartland Champion Paradox will be with us in about 10 minutes. So hang tight. I've got people in my inbox wondering where the hell is Paradox? And he will be here. The Wrestle Talk Podcast always delivers. You know, the Blonde Bomber, the Golden Boy, he will be here representing Gypsy Kansas. Just, just hang tight. Hang tight. But I do have an image to share because Dewan Mills. We've mm-hmm. got to get these gentlemen on, and I'm pretty sure when we bring these two guys on who will be competing for the FWWC Hardcore Championship, it's going to get a little out of control. So I figure it makes the most sense for us through to go through the earlier stages of the card first, then we'll get that to the correct. main event. Sir, why don't you go ahead and break it down for us? Yes, sir. So FWC Extreme Rules coming up this Saturday, October the 8th. Clash at Columbus Park. Now, Big T has came back here to the FWC, and one thing that I can credit him for is his commitment. The man has stood tall. The man has showed up to every challenge. And this weekend, is going, he is going to be on his home turf. That's right. Clash at Columbus Park. 
Big T versus in a non-title match, Swag, who is our current FWC Hybrid Television Champion. Now, also, this tag team, like I told you guys before, we're not doing number one contenders, but each team that you have seen before you has only tied with our current FWC World Tag Team Champions. That is a promise of madness. So this Saturday, we are going to make one final decision. It is either going to be Holy Hell, the Hefty Boys, or, hold on, bring it back up, I get the last team. Holy Hell, the Hefty Boys, or the Lucha Legends. Out of those three teams, whoever performs the best or whoever wins will move on to FWWC Survivor Series in November to face the FWWC Tag Team Champions, the Province of Madness. Now, again, this will be based on performance. It could be one team advancing. It could be two team advancing. Hell, we could have a fatal four-way tag team match at Survivor Series. It depends on activity. It depends on promos. And it depends, above all else, activity being king. And, yeah, it's about time to have to, yeah, you made it. Come on, Harker Hoss, don't give me crap. But we're not here to talk about that. We have to bring on our main eventers, double main eventers, should I say. This FWWC Hardcore Championship match has been brewing for months and months. Our man, the guy, George's own ace, has been holding on to that FWC Hardcore Championship with Southern pride. But the local boy, the city boy, Remy Ricks, Energy's very own has a lot to say about that. And these two guys are going to clash in a hardcore match this Saturday at FWC Extreme Rules. And like I say on my show at 7 o'clock at FWC tonight, I'm not going to do the talking. I'm going to let the boys do their thing. So, not out at your leisure. Let's try to bring them all. Let's try to see if we can contain these boys. All right. Introducing first a man who is not only a monster on the microphone, but also a legitimate monster inside the square circle. Ladies and gentlemen, representing them streets, the one, the only, Remy, mother-loving Ricks. Appreciate that, Nida. I appreciate that. Thank you for being here. And up next, ladies and gentlemen, a man who has made wave upon wave upon wave. Okay, he's doing the dirty bird all the way to the winner's circle. Your current FWWC hardcore champion, the one, the only ace. Gentlemen, hey. gentlemen, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the WrestleTop podcast. Glad to have you guys with us. Ace, where's that belt? Hold on, Ace. You, you, you got to represent, dog. Come on. Don't worry about it. It's right Come here. on. Come on, man. Now, Remy Ricks would say that hold on to that tight because in a few days, he's going to give that up. Ooh, I, I, I like that. Shut up to you, man. From one, from one dot to another, you see what's in my background, so we're on the same page. So we don't have all night, Ace. I'm just going to keep it real with you, man. Amazing challenge on Monday. That freaking triple threat, triple tag. Whatever the hell I booked, it was nuts, it was crazy, and it didn't me. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about this Saturday. Hey, give me one reason why you have the advantage and why you're going to hold on to that title. Uh, well, let's see, man. The thing is, it's something that uh, Randy has already stated he ain't never had. And I plan on keeping it that way. I'm coming off of probably the best rookie season anybody in the FWC has ever had. And I plan on just not slowing down. So I plan on ending the year out in this season as a champion, holding on to it until I break the record, and continuing to hold it on until next year. So my streak's going to continue. Remy can try as hard as he wants to. I know it. Back at you, baby. But uh, 
that's just a thing, man. That's one title he said he ain't never held. And that's why I'm keeping that way. As long as I'm in the FWBC, he ain't never gonna hold it. Are we done? Remy, can I your retort? Your retort. We have a lot of time. Right. Your retort, Remy. All I have to say, and then I can care less what the little Southern boy with Southern pride got to say is, "Bruh, you want to talk about this title reign? How long this? How long that? How you'll be sixty-eight days champ at Extreme Rules." but you've yet to defend the title. So as far as I'm concerned, coming from a former multi-champ and dual champ, holding and defending two titles at once for over seven months, you've yet to defend that title. So your reign hasn't officially started, son. So when Saturday rolls around and we get this syndic kicked off right and you finally defend that title, only then will your reign truly start, Mr. Oh, I want to have this reign. How about you defend it first? See, man, Ooh. it was defended the moment I want it. See, that's what you don't understand. You can hold that little strap all day long, but you don't have to actually, like, defend it to be a champion. There's a difference between holding a strap and being a champ. I'm a champ, period, with or without the strap. Now, as far as defending it, every single match I'm in, it goes hardcore, extreme, better than any other match. We're always top of the list. So I've defended it every single time I've gotten the ring, not just the strap, but just the title itself of being a hardcore champion. And I think I've done a great job at it. Well, here, let me let me give you a little golf clap there, sir, because like I said, you can dance around what I said, whether you defend it every time you're in the ring. You have yet in the 60 some days you have that title to put it on the line. So like I said, coming from somebody who has held multiple titles at once, your reign does not start until you successfully make your first defense, and it'll be damn near three months before your first defense. Mm. Well, after I get you out the way Saturday, it officially begins, if you put it that way, and then I plan on keeping it until pretty much until I retire. <laughs> Wowzer, that's a big deal. Gentlemen, like I said, we don't have all night. Now, this Thursday on the FWWC Tonight, we will be back on StreamYard. That's right. For the go-home show on the FWC Tonight, every pay-per-view week, Hardcore Hustle, so they say JP, my wonderful engineer, and the WrestleTalk Podcast are going to bless us with this same service, this exact same service. So, we're not going to be on Blog Talk. We're not going to be on Facebook Live. We will be right here on StreamYard this Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Central. We will get you the link. We'll post it in the group. And this ish is going to be off the chain. So please, please make sure you type your name in right. Make sure you, you have – you see how my see how my background look? You see I got the Spider-Man and all that. It, make sure you, you brush your teeth and make sure you comb your hair and look all sexy because it's going down this Thursday, 7.30 p.m., FWC tonight, StreamYard, shit's gonna get wild. FWC Stream Rules this Saturday. Wow, we got it. Woo! Boom, and before you guys go, I do want to say one thing. Um, this is the FWWC at its very best. Men, women, everything in between, competing for the top championships in the best uh, fantasy wrestling group in the world. Now, I know we got a lot of shit from people in the actual business to say, ah, you E-Fed this, E-Fed that. Well, let me just say something. This is not your daddy's E-Fed. Remy Ricks, this big monster of a man, could legitimately kick your ass in the ring or on the streets if he needed to. Ace is from Georgia. That's right. Georgia. Georgia. A true ass-kicking badass. So if y'all think that 
the fantasy wrestling group is full with a bunch of nerds and geeks that could never do it in the real sport. You got it twisted. This is not your daddy's E-Fed. Guys, Remy Ricks the challenger, Ace the champion. We will see you guys this upcoming Saturday at FWWC. Again, that's WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash fantasy wrestling for the best damn fantasy wrestling promotion in the world today. Gentlemen, have a great night. We appreciate WrestleTalk having me on here. It's all right. WrestleTalk. We love you, man. Peace. All right, all right, all right, guys. The action continues here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast, episode 413. Thank you, Dewan. Thank you, Ace. Thank you, Remy Ricks. Thank you, everybody in the comments section. The FWWC segment always kind of takes us to a weird place. And Skywalker, it is your job and mine to kind of reel this thing back in. Let's attempt to do that, bro. Let's attempt to do that because we ain't done yet, are we, Skywalker? Most definitely not, Alan. Again, if you want to know more about the FWWC, check them out, WrestleTalkPodcast.com. And also make it a point, check them out Thursday night on FWWC tonight on all of our great social media outlets. And I got to tell you, Night Owl, this next guest, when we had our meeting to discuss the guest for this week, and you gave me just a little bit the background of this individual as well as i believe you said this is the first time in 413 episodes that this individual's been on the wrestle talk podcast this is an, an interview that i'm very interested in because i want to see what this man i've heard a lot of hype i've heard a lot of things about this individual oh it's warranted baby but i gotta see right now i want to hear a little more about it so night out i know we've got a little bit of stuff to take care of but i'm gonna go ahead and throw it to you so we can go ahead and get things taken care of and bring our featured guest on the program tonight, right here on the Russell Talk Podcast, episode 413. Ladies and gentlemen, it is an honor and a pleasure to welcome in somebody that always goes out of his way to come say hi when I see him at a professional wrestling show. He is a professional, he is a gentleman. He is a world-class athlete, and he is also a former KWA Tag Team Champion, one half of the pair of rock stars, and your current KWA Heartland Champion. And that is the grandest prize in all of the KWA Luke Skywalker Roberts. So without any further ado, again, an honor and a pleasure for yours truly, the Night Owl, to introduce the man himself, the Golden Boy. It just makes my heart flutter. Paradox! It's he, it's he, it is the man to be, the one and only Paradox, your KWA Heartland Champion. Paradox, we made it happen, baby. It only took two years, but here you are. You made it to the Wrestle Talk Podcast, man. I know you've been tuning in in the background, so before we get into all the questions and stuff, what the hell are we doing here? What, what do you think of the Wrestle Talk Podcast? A little crazy, right? A little out of the ordinary, a little out of the box. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I think that's definitely kind of the thing I, I fit in is out of the box a little bit, you know? 
<laughs> You're absolutely right. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. You heard my partner, Luke Skywalker Roberts, who happens to be based out in the St. Louis area. And the word has traveled, champ, about Paradox and everything that you've done in the KWA, XWE, and beyond. Skywalker, I'll let you go ahead and take the lead. I don't want to steal any of your questions. I know you did your research. I know you did the time. So why don't you go ahead and take it away with any questions or thoughts you might have for Paradox? All right. Well, I want to go ahead real quick. First of all, I got to commend you because a lot of people have championships. They keep them in their bags. They keep them in their travel cases. But I've got to give you props for wearing the gold here on the program. Before we even get too much farther along, you got the belt across your shoulder, and I got to give props to you. Now, as I was doing my research, my, my first question is going to kind of really speed things up a little bit. The first question I'm asking, a lot of people say, where did you get your start? Where did you learn how to become a professional wrestler? My first question is this. Growing up, who was your favorite wrestler? Um, you know, as a kid, I mean, I, I watched on and off for, uh, for a while. I was a little kid, I guess. So, I don't know. Wrestling was around, I guess. Uh, I was more into the uh, collegiate stuff, though. Okay. Now, now here, here's my question, Paradox. I'm going to look at it this way. I want to speed up here to 2016. Now, in wrestling standards, that was like an eon ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's like dog years. <laughs> 2016. Yeah. But I want to talk about the opportunity that you had. And I was doing the research, and I looked at it. In 2016, you won the golden ticket. My first question with it is, how did you feel to win such a prestigious award big win and number um, two how did you in turn use that to your advantage honestly um 2016 was a long time ago uh i i couldn't quite tell you what my intentions with after winning it um but in 2016 i was definitely uh like just getting into wrestling so i was definitely a lot more uh cockier arrogant just young kid i had just wanted to go so um at the time, like, it was just something – it was almost like collecting stuff, you know? Like, I was just trying to get everything I could. Um, and now, um, like, with this KW Heavyweight, um, it's more methodical. It's more of uh, testing out to see how long I can, I can hold the belt, you know, push myself, stuff like that. Then, as a kid, you know, I just I just wanted to, to win it because it was available. It was there, you know, kind of thing. Well, I got to – I got to look at it. I mean, again, if you're holding the championship, you're holding the top prize in the KWA. That gives a, a certain amount of clout, a certain amount of swagger. Sure, prestige. When it comes, your prestige yeah. level has gone up big time. Now, I do have to ask you, since winning the championship, do you feel that your time in amateur wrestling has helped you or hurt you? Um, I definitely think that it's helped me a lot. Um, just because um, – you know, you, you get in there with people who want to, uh, they want to try to wrestle. And I, I love that I have the ability to be able to go there. You know, I, it's not something I lack on. And you can even look at the, in the UFC, uh, the most heavyweight, uh, the most champions in the UFC are held by uh, wrestlers. Um, yeah. And so to me, it definitely comes to a great advantage, uh, even if um, breaking it down to uh, – when I was training, you know, training, it helps with balance. It helps with um, just being aware of your surroundings. You know, it, it, it basically just helps uh, extend into the ring. Like everything I learned, it, it really helped the transition from um, amateur and collegiate wrestling into uh, professional wrestling. 
Well, I'm going to, I'm going to switch gears here, Renee, and you know me, this is not normally my wheelhouse, but I'm going to go ahead and throw out here. If we're talking amateur wrestling, where you just threw out the MMA carrot, I'm going to throw this at you because we had an opportunity here this past week to see a well-accomplished Matt wrestler, as well as a UFC hall of famer arrive here in St. Louis. That man was Dan, the beast Severn. He did. I'm going to throw this one at you. And you have a large knowledge base. I know I've talked with the night owl. You're very knowledgeable about the world of amateur wrestling and you've thrown the MMA idea out there. I'm going to give you a, a fantasy scenario, if you will, before I throw it to the night owl. In one side of the cage, you've got Dan Severin. Other side, you got Dan Henderson. Who wins? Um, I'd say Henderson. Wow. That's a tough pick. Okay, that's a tough pick. I say that because I've watched more. Like I, I you know, I'm I, I do watch some UFC and some different stuff, but I've seen more of Henderson stuff. Um, and so I guess you know, knowing a little bit more about him, I would put I would bet on oh, him. Man. Yeah, but it's it is tough, really. I mean, that's why you, you get two legends, baby. It, yeah, that's why legends. that's why you do it to begin with, because you you mm-hmm. never know. Back All right, forth. well, Night Owl, I know you've got a lot of questions for Paradox here tonight. You have been chomping at the bit for I the have. past hour and a half. I'm just going to throw it to you because I know you're ready to rock and roll. With I, I, I absolutely am, and and i got to be honest with you. Like, I could definitely come on here and ask some cupcake questions, but because it has taken so long to have you come on, I've got some, like, legitimate questions to ask you, and if you decide to pass, I can respect that, okay? And you yeah. know I respect the business, so it's never going to be anything, like, out of line. So my first question is, as incredibly talented and as over as you are, why are you not on the road? Like, why are you not in Oklahoma, in Texas? And I know you do some, but bro, l- look at you. Like, 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 I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't and listen. I, you know, guys do what they do. Guys got families, guys got kids, guys got wives. And that's a great answer. I mean, there's only so much I can do in wrestling for that reason, but I don't know what your reason is because I see you as a top baby face for any promotion that I've ever worked for from Dynamo to uh, or, or been associated with Dynamo, SICW, KCXW. I mean, places you probably haven't even heard of are looking for a guy just like you. And we were actually talking about factions, good or bad. And the one thing that we all agreed on is that factions are great as long as you have a baby face faction to counter the heel faction. If you've got nothing but Empire, then you've got no baby faces to counter that, which you're going through right now with you and and Billy Simmons and some of the guys that are teaming up to finally take down the Empire. We'll get into that in just a second. There has to be a balance. And what we're lacking are true baby faces because everybody wants to be a heel. And so you took the hard road. You've been extremely successful at it. And you guys, for as far as an indie show, you and Colton Alexander as a pair of rock stars and now as an individual, you guys routinely get the biggest pop of the night. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. People can feel however they feel, okay? But it is what it is. So I know that's a lot of stuff around the periphery to ask this question. Why are you not on the road every single weekend, bro? Because I know you would not have a challenge finding work. I I just don't get it. So uh, a lot of it is like right before COVID, um, I was I was traveling a lot. Um, me and actually Kit Reaver had went to like New York, New York, Brooklyn, uh, Staten Island. Um, I remember we that. did some stuff in Colorado and Nebraska and Oklahoma and Texas. And then once COVID hit, um, I actually I had a son. And so um, 
I kind of slowed down a little bit to uh, focus on, you know, the the little things, get enjoy raising him and stuff, which I absolutely love. Um, and then also I do a lot of different, uh, I got a lot of, a lot of different uh, things interest, in the works, you know, so interest, interest uh, to the side. It, it is something I, I really enjoyed. Uh, I used to, I used to be that guy I traveled every single weekend, you know, sought out everything and it's coming up. I definitely uh, will start traveling again once I get a little bit more stuff in order. But uh, yeah, for a long time, I was in a, I was in a good circuit with going between like Denver, Colorado and golden Colorado and Oklahoma city and Amarillo and stuff. So it's um, a big wheel, big circle there. And, and yeah. let me just say, and let me just say this. Cause I, I don't, I don't want it to sound judgy because there are people who have done a tremendous job just staying at home. I mean, whenever we talk about professional wrestling in the Midwest, we always bring up within the first five or 10 people like, right, Scott, we always bring up uh, um, Jeremy Wyatt. Jeremy Wyatt is a guy that always gets brought up and he hasn't done stuff everywhere. He's basically just been here and he's earned himself quite the reputation. So I'm not saying your approach is wrong. I'm just curious because I'm looking at you, your ability, the way that you get over and how people gravitate to you. And, and I know you don't do too bad at merch sales and stuff like that either. So I'm like, why is this guy not like like Craig or Niles, whatever you want to call him, right? Like, but there there has to be a reason. And and for your family, you know, I'm Latino, so familia, familia first. Yeah. Like I get it. So, but for me personally. I hope that you pick that back up again, as long as everything at home is where it's supposed to be, because the world deserves to see paradox. I mean, I really, truly believe that. Yeah, it's definitely something that I want to uh, pick up on and get back into. Uh, I still do like I travel. Uh, I do a lot of like in Kansas stuff. So um, I'm a lot more in Kansas, but uh, I do want to get back to going to like Amarillo. I think there's a lot of great competition there. Um, and Oklahoma City, like it's one of the places I love to go. Also, uh, that's where like my very first circuit definitely started. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something I'll get back to. Okay, I love to hear that because again, there's definitely people out there that need to see them some paradox and that reaction you get, bro. You can't replicate that. You can't fake it. You can't pay for it. It's just organic. And I've seen very few people be able to do what you do every single show. And the amount of, of connection that you have with the audience is, is all, awesome. bro, I get the best seat in the house every show. I hope you understand this. Like I'm very it's, fortunate to do what I do. Yeah. It's definitely a, a joy of my life for sure. Getting to um, feel the energy and feel the, the passion behind what the fans bring it. Uh, it definitely is uh, a blissful moment for me. Okay, well, going from blissful moment to uh, a bit of a Debbie Downer here, and I apologize for this. We are the Wrestle Talk Podcast. We're equal opportunity for everybody, even the likes of the Empire. We do have a question here from a guy that used to be one of your favorites. I'm not so sure how you feel about him now, the one and only Rusty Rex. And the question reads as follows. Yes, two-part question for Paradox. Are you concerned of the threat that Ray Leone currently is for your KWA Heartland title, title, and if so, why are you? Well, um, to answer the first part, um, concerned. It you know every time you get in the ring, there's a chance. That's why you step into the ring. Of course, um, they would they wouldn't put Sunday. somebody in the ring if there wasn't a chance. You know that's why you play the, you know, that's why you run the match. Um, but you know. I've wrestled him. I've seen him wrestle. Um, he comes from more of a technical style wrestling, and I can go yeah. there. 
And um, you'll see in this steel when we when we meet in the steel cage. One thing that I know is uh, I've been in positions where um, I'm in a hardcore setting, and I thrive in that setting. Also, I I try to be good at everything. You know, I see him in um, you know technical wrestling matches, or uh, at, you know more of a uh, wrestling aesthetic, and he does fine. You know. I mean, I'm still holding my title, so uh, that says one thing. But I, I think you, I know, haven't... you know that old saying, paradox. You know that old saying: a picture uh, is worth a thousand words. You, you remember that saying? Yeah. Well, let's share a picture here, and I, I think you didn't think that I was actually going to use this picture, but to answer Rusty Rex's question, let me just show you this picture. <laughs> does Does this look like a man, Skywalker? that is afraid of anyone or anything. Just looking at this picture, the man is literally smiling like someone just handed him an ice cream cone, and he literally should probably be in a hospital as this picture <laughs> is being taken. So, Skywalker, come on, man. Right, you think Paradox so, is scared of anybody? Come on now. No, no. I want to go ahead. Can you throw that back up here a minute? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I want to go back here. I think my statement goes with this if you look at the picture you can tell i like your analogy on that but if you could scroll back just a little bit just just a little bit to the guy behind him and Whoa. his reaction mr curtis <laughs> yeah sitting there looking at it and, and and i mean that is just sheer terror in the eyes of the gentleman <laughs> behind paradox here and i gotta tell you and i don't want to be the gloomy guy i don't want to be the debbie downer here but you're but gonna paradox. Be. <laughs> I know you're prepared for this 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 next series of matchups, but I got to ask you the question. You talked about being in a cage match potentially with Ray Leon. How do you prepare differently for a cage match than a regular match? Ooh, good question. Um, you know, uh, I think you just come to terms with um, you raise the extent you're willing to go, and. Um, I think that's that's where some people reach their limits. Um, you know, there's there's certain people when they're in a match. You know, there's certain things that they they might be afraid of, or they don't want to. Um, they don't they don't have it inside themselves to go that that extra little bit uh, or or that extra little step to win. And when you're in a steel cage, that kind of like it makes it real. You know, it makes it it makes uh, the odds so much greater because you're not going anywhere. So you either meet the expectations and rise to the occasion, or you fall in the cage. Ooh, I get now, that one on that's there. That's an answer, baby. Love to hear that. Well, the other thing I want to look at is this. And, I mean, again, you've held on to that championship now for a little bit of time. And we've talked about a lot of great names. I've got to ask you, uh, you've, had, you've been a tag team champion as well, having the opportunity to team with the likes of WWE Hall of Famer Ricky Morton. I'm going to ask you this. You're a lucky man. That is true. That is true. We had an opportunity to see Ricky Morton at the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion, which we're going to talk about a little bit tonight here, too. But here's my question for you. If you had the opportunity, and it's going to be a two-parter, to wrestle with anybody as a tag team, living or dead, any promotion, any part of this planet. That's a toughie. Who would be your ideal tag team partner? The person that would perfectly balance paradox out oh that's a hard one because um 
the reason why I think my uh, my style of wrestling is so well diverse is because two of my my top three favorite wrestlers of all time, which I would love to tag with all of them, is like uh, Terry Funk, Eddie Guerrero, um, Fit Finley. You know, so you kind of have a very wide uh, band of of rest of wrestling styles there. Um, I think I think. Um, if if I hadn't have wrestle, uh, if I didn't wrestle with Ricky Morton as a t- my tag team partner, I would probably say like Eddie. I think me it would be uh, a very evenly um, even styles. Um, but when you wrestle with someone like Ricky Morton, who's a Hall of Famer, it's not just about um, it's not about strength and agility. Which I mean, even at that age, the reason why he's still wrestling and still doing an amazing job. Is he, he when he steps in the ring with he's smarter than you? Wisdom. Like just getting to wrestle with him and tag with him made me and Colton a, a thousand times better wrestlers because of the the mindset and the way he he shows that he's basically gotten you beat before he, even the interaction. He understands things that most people don't think about. So I okay, honestly, uh, I, I want to piggyback. Say Ricky, I, I want to piggyback because that's a great question, Skywalker. When you talk about Ricky Morton, you know who comes to mind? The guy who held that belt for the longest before you did. The one and only, the big, the bad, Blade. You're going to be teaming with him. You're going to be teaming him with him uh, coming up in order to go up against the Empire. I know Blade has played a big part in your career. He's been there throughout the entire Paradox timeline. Can you talk about the former KWA Heartland champion, why you and him have this uh, this unspoken kinship um, in professional wrestling. I'm curious because I imagine that your sentiments are going to be similar for him as they are for a guy like Ricky Morton, which is saying a whole lot, a whole lot. Yeah. Um, you know, with it, it's in the wrestling business, people come and go all the time. Um, and it's just something that happens. People fall in love with it. They they, 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 leave, they leave it, they go somewhere else, they do something else, whatever it is. Um, he's someone who's always been there. Like, it doesn't matter um, what you're doing, what you need help with, um, where, he's there. Just like just like when um, the, I call him the Luchas, but Bruzador and um, whatever and the other guy with the mask Paz. is. Violencia and Paz. Yeah. So uh, whenever they show up, you know, uh, and you get in a little bit of trouble and you have someone like Blade show up, He's just he's always there. He's always around. And we've always had a special kind of chemistry. Uh, I trained with him for a long time. So it's it's just there. And when you have someone, especially in the wrestling business, who is always around and always there for you, it, it, it makes a, a, a very easy, easy way to connect with somebody. Would you call would you call Blade a mentor? A big brother yeah. of sorts. Uh, you know, like he definitely he definitely helped me out uh, a lot with getting even introduced into a whole another side in the in the business because I was a part of XWE before he was, and it was a completely different um, it was a completely different way of life completely before he came along. I mean, I wasn't. You talk about wanting to travel like before uh, before Blade came along. Like we weren't allowed to travel they didn't want us to go anywhere they didn't we weren't even allowed to make our own merch you know what i mean okay. so like to to better have him come along and show like hey this is this is a whole nother world here that you can go and do uh yeah it definitely helps um yeah well, well, well right now i want to throw one more question out here this is what do you got 
this is going to be out there. You talk about tag team wrestling. You talk about the great partners you've had, the people you've learned from. And you also talk about the idea of learning once you step inside the squared circle. I would totally agree with you. 35 plus years in wrestling. I agree with you to this very That's day. That's legit. 35 Come years on. Skywalker's been in the business. That's crazy. Here, here, here's crazy. my question for you. And I'm going to throw one out there myself. Everybody has their own dream match. From what I've seen of you in the ring, I'm going to throw one out there, Renee, that you're going to be stunned by. Okay. A match that I think this young man would learn and benefit a great deal from. And, and Paradox, you're going to be able to have your, your say here in a moment. I want to see in one corner the KWA Heartland champion, Paradox. On the other side, the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan. Ooh, I, I was rubbing elbows with Kevin Sullivan last week. Paradox, I don't even know if you know anything about Kevin Sullivan. I, you're, you, I know you're an aficionado in professional wrestling, but you're also relatively young. Kevin Sullivan yeah. was one of the greatest technicians, in my opinion, in pro wrestling history. I think that's why Luke Roberts thinks you against Kevin Sullivan would be an outstanding matchup. Um, why don't you speak to that if you can, but Skywalker, I know you want to add something. Go ahead. I want to add something right here. I go back to the picture, go back to the style, and it's like the musical song. I, I'm, the, the, the artist is uh, is flighting me here a second. Even though he's a great technical wrestler, he has a great bit of knowledge, and it's just a little bit crazy. Paradox. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. See, here's the misconception. You see Paradox, you see the blonde hair, you see the, the, the smile, you see the energy, you think this guy's just going to come out and do flips. And then you see that picture, and it tells a completely different story. I think that's what he's alluding to, Paradox. Your versatility yeah. and your ability to do the job you're supposed to do, so you first get people in the seats. But you're a scrapper, bro. You're you're from the you're from the backwoods of Kansas, right? You come from a you come you come from a farming family, right? You you you're you're a blue collar guy through and through. So a fight is not something that's new to you, no matter who it is. Am, am I mistaken or? No, uh, it's definitely it's definitely not, and um, I uh, I always part of it also is I I like to I like to see I like to test my own limits too. That picture that uh, you know I let you have me in my face all bloody. I actually um, <laughs> my uncle sent me a picture from I believe somewhere around uh, right before I won the golden briefcase, and it's actually me in the the hospital with a doctor. He has a piece of my uh, scalp peeled back from uh, when I got eight staples in the top of my head. You could see my skull, and I was a little bit concerned because I'm laughing. And, and uh, I was laughing, and I jokingly said to my wife, I was like, hey, how many people can say they've seen their own skull, you know? Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's one of those things that, like, I, I'm i willing to test the limits. And, um, yeah, I just it's something I kind of enjoy, really. So most people, they, they might be afraid or timid by that, but I just am interested. Skywalker, wrestlers are a different breed. They are a different breed. Now, here's where I have to do my job as a journalist, Paradox. You guys have a mystery partner that is going to be joining you as you face the Empire at Haunted Havoc. Would you like to take this opportunity to break some news? I would, I would be very pleased if you could. But if you can't, I, I would, understand. Well, I would love to uh, oblige, but I have no idea. So, you don't even know? 
Now, I wow. here's my job. Okay. I, I I show up. My music hits. I get in the cage. And we'll I fight. That's we'll it. We'll that's it. like I, I I leave with this belt. That's the that's the order of my operation. So, uh, whoever shows up to to fight I'm fighting with him. By the way, I would love to know who this is, guys. Just as a reminder, if you're watching the show in a private group, and I know we're on Instagram, Twitter, we're all over the place, YouTube, um, if you read the description of the post, there's some blue lettering at the bottom. Just click that link, and that way we can see who it is. Because clearly, somebody was there when you got the stitches and then you went out and drank with them. I I don't know if you want to tell that story but i don't know who that is I, i'd love to know who it is but bro did you seriously go out and kick back some cervezas after that are you crazy so what um i'll tell you the the full the full story of that so um i went and got like yeah, i think like eight staples in my head and it was um about an hour later hour and a half later we like a bunch of the wrestlers were going to applebee's and i was like cool let's go to applebee's um and that's where i went and then we we hung out and had a good time there and, you know, went and did our own thing. Uh, and then it was about a week later, um, my brother actually came over to my house and we, um, he was a little half lit, you know, and he's like, Hey, why don't we take out those staples? And so I slammed a beer and took the staples out myself. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro. You're a psycho. <laughs> but here's the, here's the thing. That's you know, it ass. sounds crazy. But right, a little bit, a little bit. The, the beer, the beer was that, uh, Dollar fifty, two dollars out of a thirty pack, something like that, right? Okay, dollar? good deal. Let's say it's a dollar. The the doctor wanted to charge me five hundred to take the staples out myself. So to me, I saved four hundred and ninety nine dollars <laughs> taking the staples out myself. <laughs> what are you? Are you out of your mind, bro? This man pulled the staples out on his own. <laughs> well, you know what? That that it des- sounds it sounds smart to me. I you know. Well, that deserves a Mexican yell. <laughs> that is. <laughs> I can drink to that. <laughs> wow. Uh, Skywalker, you've been in the business for 35 years. Have you ever heard of some crazy shit like this before? <laughs> I can't answer that, night. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've had injuries over the course of my 35 years in the wrestling industry. I've been there. I've seen That's it. Crazy. A ton of them. Good savings, though. But I will tell you this, though. He is a very thrifty wrestler. He's he saved, and he, he knows how to balance his own che- his own checkbook and his own. That's uh, right. He saved ninety nine percent by switching to alcohol. That's right. <laughs> uh, very very smart of you, sir. Uh, all I can say is, wow, that is absolutely incredible. Well, well, guess what? We ain't done yet because paradox. We could probably keep going, and, and I know that uh, that we have still a lot to cover. And we want to hit, want to put a big exclamation point on the upcoming show, and then the the news that Rusty broke a little bit earlier about Wrestle Brawl, baby. We're gonna do the Bobby Jaggers all over again. We're gonna be in Hutchinson. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But what I heard from doing my research is there's a lot of things folks don't know about Paradox. One thing that we do know is that you're a hyper competitive individual. It doesn't matter if it's uh, if it's basketball, uh, uh, shooting. Uh, 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 tiddly winks, 
a go fish monopoly uno if there's a competition to be had paradox wants to be a part of it and fortunately for you here on the wrestle talk podcast every single show we have what's called the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. And in the Game Show Challenge, you get an opportunity to go to one-on-one with one of the hosts in a little bit of a trivia challenge, okay? It's uh, two out of three falls, and all you got to do is shout out your answer once we give the clues, which I believe will be conducted by my partner in crime, Luke Skywalker Roberts. Skywalker, why don't you take it? I volunteer the night owl to compete against Paradox this evening. Oh, shocker. Yeah, because you know you're going to lose uh, if you go one-on-one with the man. I'm pretty terrible at remembering stuff, so we'll see how this goes. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead. I know Renee is having a little bit of trouble remembering the the hype, the pomp, and the circumstance. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and hit the music for tonight's episode, tonight's installment of the world-famous Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and cue up that music. You heard the man. It's time for the Game Show Challenge. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's installment of the World Famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls and features the KWA Heartland champion Paradox taking on the Russell Talk podcast own the Night Owl Renee Martinez. Gentlemen, in a few moments, I'm going to give you information about three famous professional wrestlers. Your opportunity is once I give you the information, you shout out the individual you think that I am talking about. The first to win two out of three falls is tonight's winner. Now, in honor of tonight's guest, and his ability inside the squared circle. Tonight's Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge category is famous cruiserweights or light heavyweights. These are all individuals that have held major cruiserweight or light heavyweight championships. Yeah, I'm going to lose. Okay. But wait a minute. You're the champ. You can't lose. No, it's hard to lose. Especially not to the night out. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Wait a minute, man. Take it easy, okay? You gotta relax. No, okay? I just uh, I I don't have a good memory for anything. So, <laughs> well, tell you what, I think right now I'm gonna tell you here. I'm I'm just gonna say this right now, and I'm gonna say this nicely and delicately, in a way that everyone will understand. I predict a paradox sweep right here tonight. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's fine. All right. Here That's we go, on the wrong horse. <laughs> <laughs> At this point. I'm going to go ahead and throw out question number one. This individual has had a long list of accomplishments inside the squared circle. He has been a member of ECW's Triple Threat. He has been a member of the Four Horsemen. He is currently a member of the production slash management team of AEW. And he is a former WCW Cruiserweight Champion. Jerry Lynn. And a former WWE Light Heavyweight Champion. Jerry Lynn. No. Production team. No idea. Got nothing. AWE Production Team. Four Horsemen. Arn Anderson. Nope. We were just talking. I was... just having a conversation with somebody about the Four Horsemen, too. Son of a okay. biscuit. I'm going to add another clue in here. His nickname 
or one of his many nicknames, is the Iceman. Um, You're going to have to spell it out for us, Roberts. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. We're young, Um, bro. We're young around here, okay? Let me give you another one. This man had a story rivalry in the WWE with Lita. I, I I can't I can't think of his Jericho? name. Jericho. Don't no. t- we had a conversation about him and why? Oh, what a member of the Four Horsemen uh, production Christian. Okay, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a big hint. Look at the comment section of the Wrestle Talk podcast. No, no, no. Paradox and I do not operate like the Empire. We will not be. Lo- what is wrong with you, Skywalker? <laughs> Your nickname is Skywalker, okay? It's not Anakin, okay? It's Skywalker. You're supposed to be a good guy. What is wrong with you, man? All right, I'm gonna call time on this. No, one. no, let's let give us one more clue. Give one us a good clue. clue. Okay, okay. One, <laughs> no, I was born in I was born in the '80s. What you want me to do, bro? This individual was a member of the Four Horsemen. We all right. We with, got that one with Mongo McMichael, Ric Flair. Arn Anderson and Chris Benoit. I, I, I'm just feeling like these are not good clues. I just, I'm, I'm just gonna happen. Nope. I'm it. Wait, wait, just, just one more clue. One more. Just one more clue. Clue. I got another clue for you. This man put on one of the greatest matches in ECW history with the late Eddie Guerrero. Robin Hill? Close to at least you're no, in the right time. That wasn't in the four horsemen. I got nothing. Yeah, no, I got nothing. Yeah. Okay, I'm calling time here. <laughs> the answer Dean Malenko. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how much easier I could have made the question. No, Honestly, I mean, look, it gets easier after you say it. It. It like uh, well, of course, it sparks of course. a little light bulb. Like, yeah, duh. Yeah, yeah. Um, Monday morning quarterback, of course. All right. Now, I'm going to throw another one out here. Oh this gosh. is now going to be the official first question again. Oh, geez. This individual is known for being a former WWE light heavyweight champion and a former WCW cruiserweight champion. He has also been a member of the NWO. And DX, name him. Xbox. That is correct. Yeah, baby, let's go. One to nothing in, in favor of the night out. See, now you're getting into the 90s, bro. I was in the 90s with the last question. Dean Malenko was 79 and a half years old in the 90s. Okay? See, I'm at, a, I'm at a disadvantage because I got like uh, early, mid-2000s. I didn't watch for like 10 years. And even like the last like probably four years of WWE stuff, <laughs> Besides WrestleMania, yeah, and, I had And Anakin over here is pulling questions from the 30s, and we got no idea. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll tell you what. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and expand your wrestling knowledge with question number two. Okay. We're gonna this individual this. is a former NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion. He is also known for his extensive competition in Japan and his unique wrestling mask. He also competed near the end of his career at an NXT takeover 
against Tyler Breeze. Name him. I know who it is. I, I just I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. Oh my gosh. Japanese guy does all the flips. Like he's like 89 years old. Oh my gosh. Uh is it uh I can't remember. I, I don't even know. Uh is it uh uh was it uh Josh and Th- uh Thunder? I'm gonna accept that. Josh and Thunder Liger. What? I'm going to accept that answer. You got two of the three. It was like a quarter of the answer. No, no, no. no. Oh I know. I, uh, it's like Josh and Thunder, uh, Thunder Liger. Like, oh, my I have, gosh. I have his, I'm, um, I'm going to give him that. This I have is his ridiculous. last like, memorial picture. of. Yeah. Wow. I, I can't. Well, listen. This is. Well, at this point, since the Night Owl is going to complain, he's going to pout. We're going to go ahead and throw the final and deciding third fall. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, this one you both should know. Well, okay? well we'll see. You're just saying that to make oh, us no, look bad. Would. We'll see. Yeah, he is. He is. This man. <laughs> yeah, he's an empire guy like Rusty. That's what it is. For being a WWE Hall of Famer, he is known for being a multi time NWA World Tag Team Champion. He is known for being a multi-time Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team Champion. And he is also a former NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion. Presently, he runs his own wrestling school in Tennessee and has been guiding the career. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's Winners of Wrestling Club Podcast Game Show Challenge is Paradox. Fucking bullshit! Oh, man, get out of here, bro. This is rigged. It's been set up. I demand a recount, damn it. I demand last, a recount. I feel, like, I, feel like the, I feel like the last question definitely was like a like an easy, like, here you go, bud, so you can win question. Are you making Paradox? fun of me? Cause I didn't, are you making fun of me because I didn't get it, Paradox? Because that's no. how I'm feeling. I feel like you make fun of me. You know something, Paradox? I'm going to throw this at you. I know that you've had Ricky Morton as your tag team partner. The Night Owl has seen Ricky Morton in the last seven days. Yeah, but, you know, jet lag, bro. There's, I, just, I was in Chicago okay. and I went, Nothing come on, man. Night Owl. You're going to play on, jet man. lag for your loss here tonight. Let's just take the music so you can have fun here. Let's go ahead and throw the music up here so Paradox can celebrate his victory and the way it's appropriate of the Russell Thought Podcast. himself let's go ahead we got just a couple more minutes with paradox the kwa heartland champion night owl have you gained your composure enough so we can go ahead and talk about what's on the horizon for one of the fastest rising wrestlers in all of the midwest paradox i was literally hanging out with ricky morton like three days ago i i just i don't I'm gonna have to really sit down and, and contemplate life after this loss but uh but you know what you know what makes me feel a little bit better 
I lost to a champion, a, a hardworking blue collar, freaking badass named Paradox. And I have no doubt in my mind that this dude is going to continue to climb higher and higher in the world of professional wrestling, whether he continues to stay here local or he expands his horizons and starts traveling again. Paradox, congratulations on a huge win. I'm going to give you the floor the last couple of seconds here before we close out your segment, give you an opportunity to tell people why they need to get their asses on the road and out to Haunted Havoc uh, on October 22nd, man. The floor is yours. Well, uh, there's going to be four steel cage matches. Um, I'm going to have some uh, limited uh, Paradox shirts that uh, I'll be selling that are going to be pretty cool. Um, Limited edition stuff. Uh, But yeah, four steel cage matches. Who doesn't want to go see four steel cage matches? Um, Who doesn't want to see me go and beat beat up Ray Leon and have uh, Blade by my side? You know what I mean? It sounds like a great time to me. So um, yeah. Come to the XW show. Haunted Havoc is one of our biggest shows. We always do crazy stuff with uh, not just the wrestling. Like, we do cool lights and stuff. If you're not into wrestling, there's a big uh, uh, costume contest. I mean, if you're into that kind of stuff, too. Dude, and the commentary team is, like, Oh, yeah, the commentary team, too. You know, we do good. We do good work. (laughs) Paradox, thank you so much for being here, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. No, no, last bit of business before you go. How can people keep up with all things Paradox on social media, man? Drop the info. Um, so it's Paradox on Facebook, and then it's uh, Golden Boy Paradox on Instagram. Um, I would say Twitter, but honestly, I don't really use Twitter. I'm more – I'm most I, – I engage the most on my Facebook account, um, and I tag and share stuff. Like you can, you can even find this link uh, on my – on my Paradox Facebook account. So uh, if you just want to see cool pictures and shit, then go to the Instagram, Golden Boy Paradox. That's where you get it. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the Golden Boy of professional wrestling, your KWA Heartland champion, the one and only Paradox. Make some noise. Make some noise. Come on, man. Paradox, we will catch you on October 22nd, man. You have yourself a great night. Thank you so much for being here, bro. Let's do it again soon, all right? I'll see you there. Peace. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Paradox here on the WrestleTalk Podcast, episode 413. He leave out game show winner, but that's okay. We'll take care of that the next time he comes on the program, and we'll go from there. Well, you know what, Skywalker? One of my favorite catchphrases nowadays is we ain't done yet and guess what we're gonna give you guys a little bit of bonus time we got eight minutes left on the broadcast and we're gonna exit right at the 9 30 central mark 10 30 eastern time and for you folks over on the west coast that would most likely be about uh 6 30 7 30 p.m skywalker as great as this show has been and as awesome as everybody from the fwwc to perry to rusty rex to paradox there is something that we need to talk about that we haven't had the opportunity to talk about, and that is our experience at the Cauliflower Alley Club. Guys, if you're still tuning in, hang in there. Trust me, there's some still, still some more awesome content to come because let me tell you something. It took some convincing. I've had a lot going on. You guys know, you heard through in the prayer, the prayer request what's going on with my grandmother. Uh, my mother-in-law passed away. It's been an, an absolutely brutal time for the Martinez family. But I made the commitment this year 
to pay my due and to go out to the Cauliflower Alley Club. And I'm going to be genuine with you guys. I have never, ever, ever had a better pro wrestling week than I did this past week in Las Vegas. And I got to thank one particular person for helping kind of nudge me in that direction. A guy that's been putting it in front of me over and over and over over the last couple of years. Say, hey, Matt, you're doing big things in the business. Uh, uh, people are starting to recognize you and, and starting to give you your props for WrestleTalk, for your commentary work, both in English and Spanish. Some of your ringing out stuff. But trust me, if you want to find true inspiration and you want to rub elbows with legends, past, present, and potentially future, you need to get your ass out to the ACAC. So Luke Skywalker Roberts... Bro, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this wonderful experience that is the Cauliflower Alley Club. I'm going to let you kind of take the steering wheel here. I'm going to throw up a couple of pictures, and I want you to talk about these pictures as they pop up. You don't know what order they're coming in, so this will be totally organic, totally spontaneous. But, dude, it's going to be hard to capture all of our thoughts in about seven, eight minutes. We're going to try our darndest. And remember, we do have a special video that's going to be dropping here within the next week, week or two. And we're still looking to give away two front row tickets to the KCXW show called Destiny in Kansas City, Kansas. Skywalker, I know that's a mouthful. What are your thoughts? Okay. Well, first of all, Nida, I want to go ahead and show this here real quick before we go to the pictures. This was the official program of the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion. And look at the names here. Conan, Tommy Rich, Kevin Sullivan, Jerry Lawler, the Rock and Roll Express, uh, Jacqueline, JBL. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. There were countless other people that were there in the uh, at the event. Uh, Billy Silverman, among others, as you see here, this is on every seat at the Plaza Hotel and Casino. You get to know everything about what's going on in the world of professional wrestling right here. There were tons of others here. Billy Silverman, uh, Steve Johnson, uh, Teeny Jarrett, the grandmother of Double J, Jeff Jarrett, and uh, Brennan Martin, who's going to hopefully be on the program sooner or later rather than later. And, of course, Madison Miles receiving her uh, the uh, Future Legends Award. A uh, lot of greetings. Uh, Joyce Grable, among others. I know I'm forgetting people here, but there were so many great people that were at the CAC. Had an opportunity to see a lot of great people from SICW, from XWE. We got to see our good friend Tom Simon, longtime uh, friend of Luke Roberts. Uh, Steve Murphy, former promoter of the MVWA, former broadcaster for WLW. As you see right here, another wonderful picture of Luke Roberts alongside, that is right, Sabu was in the house at the CAC. And I got to tell you, it was a great opportunity not only to see him in person at the CAC, we actually got to see him in action in Las Vegas doing a phenomenal job, of course, with our good friend Santana Jackson as a part Santana of Santana Jackson was in the house. That was so incredible to see. And listen, there's a lot of guys like Paradox that get a big round of applause when they show up. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Santana Jackson is beloved by the pro wrestling world, man. It's actually crazy the reaction that he got at the Nerd, that beautiful evening that we got to go over there after the induction ceremony. I believe it was night one. It was nuts. That nuts. is true, Night Out. Let's go ahead and see what else we have on the, the wheel of photos here. We had Sabu, and if you look right here, Myself, the Night Owl, and B. Brian Blair, the president of the Cauliflower Alley Club, former guest of the Russell Talk podcast. And as you see right there, his book, Truth Be Told, available at all sorts of media outlets, news, newsstands. And a matter of fact, Night Owl, as you're seeing here, right here in my hand, not only do you have a copy of Truth Be Told, let me go in here real quick. 
as you see right here, personally autographed by our good friend. Let me move that back over here on the camera by B. Brian Blair himself. Great read. If you haven't had a chance to pick it up, make it a point to pick it up at the merchandise tables or at your local uh, bookstores. A lot of great people were there. I'm just going to kind of scroll through things here. Picked up a lot more for the Luke Roberts Library. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But right here, Night Owl, you were here live at the Cribbage Tournament. We talked about this on last week's show. I managed to make it through round number one against our good friend and former guest, Brian Westcott. Number two, the match that everybody was talking about, Luke Roberts taking on fellow Missourian, the ace, Cowboy Bob Orton. And I'm going to tell you right now, Night Owl, you know me a long time. I got a little bit of flack. Dude, that was tough. No, imagine having to go toe-to-toe with one of your heroes. I mean, that's crazy, bro. And you beat him. You beat Bob Orton, and all it cost you was a Heineken. <laughs> hey, I got to put it this way. It was also a $20 donation to the Cauliflower Alley Club. And I'm going to tell you, the opportunity to play cards and just sit down and learn from the ace, Cowboy Bob Orton, was truly an honor and a privilege. And again, I got a little bit of flack at night one, but that's okay. Now, if you look right here, this is the CAC Legacy Belt. This was a belt that was raffled off as a part of the CAC reunion. This was made by Legacy Belts. I believe it's in Houston, Texas. And you can't really see too well because of how far away it is. But we're going to be able, hopefully we might be able to bring this picture up a little bit. If you look on the side plates, you're going to see all of the award recipients are on those side plates. That is a customized, one of a kind, there's only one belt. And you could have won that as a part of the CAC raffle as a part of the reunion. I got to tell you, Renee, you held that belt with me. That belt had to be probably thing was legit. Dude, it was legit as it gets. And guess what? I saved what I believe to be the last two pictures um, that are, they almost leave me speechless. Okay. Here's the first one. Okay. One of the inductees. Wow. I'm throwing this to you because I'm still in awe that this took Place. And again, can, uh, again, to give you an idea in this picture right here, if I'm not mistaken, hopefully we can zoom it out a little bit. Uh, no, I think we're going to have to have a look at another one here in the highlight film. Right next to us, besides the idea of myself and JBL, just one in itself, me and JBL, John Bradshaw Layfield, the Iron Mike Mazursky Award winner, and Luke Roberts in the same place. I can't put it into words anymore, Night Owl. I mean, you were there. You took the picture. What were you thinking? Because this just, I mean, I'm still speechless. This is a week later. Well, all I can say is this. I have seen my kids go to Disney World. I know what I feel like whenever I go to Shields and buy a new firearm. That expression does not tell the story. You were like a kid inside going to see your very favorite superstar. I know JBL is a throwback for you, somebody that we honor and respect as a as a, a legend, a true legend in the pro wrestling business, even before his time with the E. I know getting with a JBL, which is hard to do that night, okay? As open access as it was, JBL wasn't somebody that was going to take picture with every single person in line. You caught him. He was happy to do it, and I know you were extremely honored. I, you must have felt like a like an eight-year-old kid meeting his freaking superhero, bro, because I know that that face in the picture doesn't necessarily give it away, but the moment that picture was taken, bro, I, I almost literally thought I saw tears in your eyes. It was a huge moment. 
I got to tell you right now, and again, it's one of those situations, Night Owl, when it comes down to it, these are the kinds of wrestlers you're going to see at the Cauliflower Alley Club each and every year. And again, I know we don't have, I don't think we'd have the pictures up here, but when you have the likes of, and I know you got an opportunity to spend some time talking with Rey Mysterio and with Conan as well, among countless others. But this is the one I got to say is definitely one of those highlight reel pictures. This is not a mirage. This is Luke Roberts, the Night Owl, Renee Martinez, and WWE Hall of Famer and President Award winner Jerry the King Lawler. And I'm going to tell you right now, having an opportunity to spend the better part of two days with Jerry Lawler and some of the stories he shared. I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm going to be perfectly upfront here. There are some stories that we got an opportunity to hear as a part <laughs> of the PAC that I don't think we're going to be able to the share. Girls, the girls' Catholic school story, is that the way you're talking uh, about? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we're going to be able to share some of the stories, but I'm going to tell you right now. And I'm just yeah, going to kind of close it out oh, we here are. With, with this real quick here. This right here, these are all the books that I added to my library as a part of the CAC. I mean, again, you look at it. You got Brian Blair, you got the Grappler, you got Wahoo McDaniel, you got a book on Teeny Jarrett, and you have the JJ Dillon book, Wrestlers Are Like Seagulls. And Night Owl, this is a first. I think it's the first for the for the podcast. I brought home a championship. Yo, yo, don't let this man fool y'all. My man got to walk the stage that JJ Dillon was on, that Medusa was on, that John Arezzi was on. That um, who else was on? Uh, Ray Mysterio was on. JBL was on. Conan was on. Rock and Roll Express was on. Jacqueline was on. And, and I'm gonna just make this my final statement. This is not a convention. You don't wait in line for an hour and a half to take a picture with a superstar that won't even stand next to you. I literally got an opportunity to walk up to Ray Mysterio and shake his hand. And I said, hermano, thank you for everything you've done for that Latino community. This is uh, Latino Heritage Month, if I'm not mistaken, or either it is or just passed. Point being, getting the opportunity to look at somebody that is the same color as me, speaks the same language as me, and to be able to walk up to them and have a brief conversation instead of like, hey, take the picture. Thank you. Appreciate your 50 bucks and move on. The CAC is a different animal. It is a brotherhood. It is not a con- it is not a convention. It is a reunion of people that are infatuated, that are in love with the sport of professional wrestling. Guys, I cannot say it enough. Get your ass out to the Cauliflower Alley Club next year, okay? Make sure you make a note. Put it in your calendar. The hotel is cheap. The eats aren't too bad. The, the ticket to the shows aren't bad. The membership isn't bad. You will not regret it. I thought it was going to be a good time. It was beyond that. And let me just send one last special shout out. And this isn't to any famous wrestler. Dr. Drew Abenhouse, the voice of SICW. It would not have been the same without you. Skywalker, Drew, thank you guys for allowing me to be part of this. You guys have done this before. It was completely new to me. I was on cloud nine. And not only did I have a great time just doing the wrestling stuff, Skywalker, I actually got to relax. I went swimming, took a nap, read a book, just just had a great freaking time. And the best part of it all, bro, is I got a bunch of great content. Those pictures that you saw are about 3% of the content that I put together. So just be on the lookout, guys. We are going to absolutely run rough shot 
with the content that we developed and, and were able to produce for you guys at the CAC. And Skywalker, again, I tip my cap to you, sir, because it had not been for you nudging me repeatedly to get my ass out to the CAC. I would not have become a member and made it out there for the 56th annual reunion. Man, thank you so much for that. It was incredible. Well, Night Owl, I'm going to tell you right now, if you are one of those that wants to know more about professional wrestling, you want to learn about the history and the legacy of pro wrestling, the Cauliflower Alley Club place is to a be. great place to go. And I'm going to tell you right now, again, I want to give a shout out. And there's a couple of them. Dr. Drew's one. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my longtime friend, Tom Simon, uh, Mr. GQ, uh, our good friend, Herb Simmons. And I, I want to give a shout out to somebody who I, I said at the CAC, but he doesn't get enough credit. And it was a man that had a lot of influence on me going to the CAC. And that was the late TNT, Kenny Jerk. Uh, wow. Uh, a man who basically encouraged me for years to go and, and to be there and, and walk that stage. I'm going to tell you right now, I felt goosebumps walking across the stage. And I'm going to tell you right now, got to meet a lot of great friends, got to meet a lot of former guests on the program. Uh, I'm not going to share names because we got some video that we're going to add. We saw a little bit of everybody at the CAC, got to meet a lot of great friends. I'm going to have several special guests on the podcast in the next couple weeks. And I'm going to tell you right now, it was a great time. If you haven't joined the CAC, you need to and check out, if you want to get more information, cauliflowerclub.org or get in touch with our good friend Herb Simmons. That's right. Get in front of, uh, uh, get in touch with our friend Herb Simmons. And let me just say the person that I met that I enjoyed being around the most wasn't even a professional wrestler he is a financier. I'm not going to give you his name just yet. Well, well, maybe his first name. It's Chris. We're going to get him on the show, and he is going to bring knowledge about the financial aspect of wrestling that every single person, fan, promoter, wrestler, ring announcer, referee, audio people, you need to hear what this man has to say if you have a stake in the world of professional wrestling Chris is going to join us very, very soon. He's from Canada. I don't want to spoil it, but just know, guys, we're bringing you not only great content, but great education and things that are going to help you in your life moving forward right here on the Russell Talk Podcast. But as far as tonight goes, I think we've done pretty much all we can do here for episode 413 of the Russell Talk Podcast with your boy, the Night Owl, and the one and only Lou Skywalker Roberts. Skywalker, close us out, baby. Well, I can tell you right now, guys, if you had a great time enjoying the WrestleTalk Podcast, make it a point to follow us on social media. Also, make it a point to check out WrestleTalkPodcast.com. And last but not least, not only do we want to say a thank you to all those great viewers who continue to view in, as we're now hitting that almost that two-hour, 45-minute mark with a great show tonight. We also need to thank those great sponsors who help bring this program forward each and every week here on the Russell Talk Podcast. Royal Mills Transportation, you saw the CEO tonight. Make it a point if you're in the Kansas City area to support Royal Mills Transportation. Rathbun Engraving, home of the world-famous Russell Talk Podcast mugs. You can get them for $20 a piece. Nobleman's Barber Lounge, Kansas City. Kincaid Arcade at the Oak Park Mall. Great place to be. Interstate 70 Sports Media. With our good friend, the maestro, Jeremy Carp, Little Popeye Designs, the ones behind those WrestleTalk podcast tumblers, and, of course, the FWWC, the world's premier fantasy wrestling group, which you can catch this Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. on all of your great social media outlets. And as we're seeing right here, a lot of great people talking about this Saturday night, MMWA at the historic South Broadway Athletic Club 
2301 South 7th Street in St. Louis, featuring a main event matchup for the MMWA Heavyweight Championship. Mr. Extraordinary Benjamin Trust, the champion, taking on Cayman in a casket match. I'm going to tell you right now, it's a great night of professional wrestling action. It's been a great week. It's been a great time being with each and every one of you tonight. But we have to say goodbye for now. We're going to see you next week right here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And I'm going to tell you right now, if there's somebody you want to see, if there's somebody you want to bring forward to the Wrestle Talk Podcast, make sure you bring them to us on social media. Night Al, you got one more little tidbit. There is somebody I want to see, and he'll be back next week. Guys, hit the music. <laughs>